All right, we are live for the Pints and Polishing Podcast. We have Jasmine and Josh from Rad Auto Detailing. Thank you guys. You drove in for, what, 10-hour drive just to come to the podcast? Yeah, it was 10 or 11. It was, yeah, it was 10 or 11. Yeah. <laughs> like an hour and a half. Or, or an hour. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's like, hold on. 10 or 11 hours, <laughs> we're not worth that. <laughs> no, but thank you guys. You came in, uh, and I apologize. I think we tried to do this before. I messed it up. Um, super apology on that, but so glad you guys made it in. Very excited about this podcast. DJ and I have actually talked about it quite a bit. Um, we want to not only do the first ever podcast with a woman. I am here. Live with a woman. Live with, live a, with woman. a woman. Okay, you gotta spin. Not it fictitiously a woman somewhere randomly that you know. I'm gonna say ouch. Yeah. There's Sorry. been a woman here before. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, here. not before. Not here. Not no. Here. <laughs> no, first live with a woman, but you are correct. Jen Carsmetology came on, it was wonderful. Uh since you love my stories. No. Oh. No, 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 no. Yeah, story. No story. Ready? I like stories. So we're doing some training in Omaha at this dealership, and we're talking, going around the room, chatting with all the different guys, and he was talking about Instagram, and he goes, and I followed this girl, she's been detailing for like 16 years, and I go, oh, Jen from Cosmetology? And he just looked at me, and he goes, yeah, how did you know? And I was like, well, yeah, it's Jen, like everybody knows Jen. I saved it, and I'm trying to send it to her, but... Hey, Jen, you got to respond to some messages now every once in a while, okay? I know you're, like, high profile. Anyway, she is coming. I talked to her the other day. She is coming to Pints and Polishing Podcast event at SEMA. Did she register, though? I don't think she's registered. Where, if somebody wants to register, where do they go? They go to free... Let's start over. Freebeersema.com. How many have you started? You're already <laughs> drinking, aren't you? I'm on one. I have one of each right One now. of each. Good for you. All right. Please introduce yourself. Uh, let's start ladies first. would be wonderful. Would Tell be us who you are. Mm-hmm. Well, my name is Jasmine. I am said wife of Josh Parks, the detailer. Said wife, like, is that only during the day, or how does that go? On when, good days. when it's convenient. When it's convenient, yeah. Um, but I am here, and I'm excited to be supporting Josh in this new venture of his. I'm very excited to be able to talk about the work balance life and just how... My role plays part in into all of this, so happy to be here. And give us all the gory details, like how did you guys meet? What was his pickup line? Oh, you know, what was all that? Wow. Well, I didn't say I went gory with like. You wanted to be real. Real, and I wasn't like intimate details, DJ. Sorry, we're not going there. <laughs> okay, just clarifying for them. Yeah. What the. Gory meant. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll you're right. Bad word. Bad word. Bad word for this. Yes. Unfortunately, it's not as intimate as as you're probably thinking because we met when we were 12. So there's really not. Much <laughs> I hope it there. wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know nowadays, but when we grew up, we met when we were 12. We uh, how'd you guys meet? Like next door neighbors. No. We're at school. We were at school, high. and I I was believe it or not this gothic little. Very quiet girl, and he was a ladies' man. Parachute long, pants and chains. Yeah, I really. I went to face. No, no, her, me. no, it was awesome. I well, that's not gothic. Yeah. Gothic's not what parachute gothic? pants. Yes, it is. Like hey, all yeah, black no. with smiles. Yeah, and everything. that's gothic. Yeah. They look like Carhartts with sixty extra zippers. Okay, so I'm thinking. Hold yeah, on. Yeah. How old are you? No, 12, oh. 27. 
Yeah, yeah, she'll be 27 tomorrow. I'm 27 tomorrow. Okay, so for me, parachute pants at 40, parachute pants was MC Hammer. No, those parachutes. That's but that's what I'm saying. Like you said, parachute pants, cargo, cargo pants would be much better. Yeah, unnecessary change, just in all these places where it's just not right. Yeah, parachute pants for me was was definitely different. Yes, like the platform combat. Yeah, yeah, It's not just you know. I'm pretty short. I was so when did you grow out of that? though? like twelve to. Oh, like last week. <laughs> like, like, bro, I told you. She's still wearing the boots. Mm-hmm. I still polish them every week. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to keep a good shine on those. Yeah. Um, but no, we. I really don't know what attracted. What you were. Well, twelve. I hope. I mean, well, I don't know. Was there attracted? She was nice. She was very nice. I was the quiet little gothic girl. So anyway, that was 12. By 14, we started dating. He was, believe it or not, a ladies' man with a long, I don't know, did Bieber have that hair? You know the Bieber long style when he first came in? That yeah, was, no. We, we brought it in. We did. Yeah, 90s kids brought it That's in. That's right. He just copied us. So, so what year were you guys born? 90. Born in 90 and 91. DJ, what was it? 89? 89, yeah. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, right around the same era. Yeah, it was a good year. And the rest from there... We started dating and we stayed together. So. First date. What was the first date? The first date was terrible. It was terrible. How old were you? Yeah. So we were it w- we were fourteen. Mm-hmm. Did uh, your parents drive you somewhere? My yeah. mom drove us in her minivan. She did. Yep. And that's when <laughs> I found out a minivan was Jasmine's dream car. Woo! So I knew I was in yeah. for it. What did you get? No, no minivan. Not no, no. Dream car. Still holding out for the Honda Odyssey. Yes. yes. With the bells mm. and whistles and all. Yes. Mm. Right. Yeah, Honda Odyssey Elite. No. There's an elite? Yes. It's <laughs> I'm a DJ. I'm serious. No, no. So, Everybody uh, else perks up. No. There's a Ferrari no, there's or something. Like, she's like a, a Honda Odyssey. It came to the shop for a coding. They drove all the way from Oklahoma City here to get a coding. I'm like, why is this person coming here? Anyway, long story short, it's got like where you can um, hit an intercom button and talk to the kids in the back. Like... And hear them so you can and see them. them. Yeah, like you can the see them and hear them talk. Yes. Sometimes I have like a divider though. Like they should give you an option. Like you can either <laughs> yell at them idea, or divide. Yeah. Like like a limo. Because that. Is oh, yeah. this also that one though, where it has the rear view mirror where you can like see, like it's a full? Have you seen those ones? Like in the Escalades, where you can see, like take a camera yeah. in the back. Yeah. Probably. I'm I mean, sure. it had. If it's an it elite, it everything needs to have that. imaginable, and it was amazing. It needs to oh, have it. No. She's putting her foot down. I yeah. am. We did look at the Sienna Limited, though, and they have reclining captain's chairs, like actual recliners with leg rests that come out. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. definitely that's better than a intercom. I don't know, man. I, sold, I was sold on that. <laughs> <laughs> so first date, I guess, went okay. Yeah, so it went good. No. Um, no. Oh, no. no it so it depends it, it, on who. We're here now, so it turned uh, out well. Did you go yeah. in for the kiss on the first day at 14? It, it's a little more embarrassing than that. So we uh, were you sitting said, in the movie. You went for the kiss and totally missed? Let no, no. Tell no. The story. We're going to get there. You, you'll like it. So it's the not. whole time I was trying to hold her hand, because this is like the first real date I ever went out on. So I was trying to hold her hand, right, and trying to be smooth about it and not, you know, seem like 14. it was my first we're time. 14. And so halfway through, she just stopped and looked at me, and she goes, did you drop something? Are you trying to, like, find something? Because we're sitting next to each other, and I kept trying to, like, hold her hand, and she thought I was digging in the seat for whatever. With, like, such sass, too. I'm like, did you drop something? Like, what do you mean? You're invading my space. Yeah. And so I was like, well, that was weird. Uh, And so we went out and... But so you met at 12, you were, like, but you didn't ever take her out till 14. Right. We were just friends before then. You had to get on some bicycles and roll in the neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I rode my bike everywhere, man. That was the stuff back in the day. Yeah. 
like seven miles of riding my bike in the Arizona heat. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. like a mongoose. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So my oldest daughter, yeah. yeah, no, my oldest daughter, she's got pegs. Yeah, really? it came standard from the Walmart bicycle. Yep, like you were a badass. You had pegs. Like, yeah, yeah, that was. Well, that's what I told her. I was like, you don't understand how cool this is. Did you ride on the back of the pegs? Yeah, I was like, that guy's awesome. He's got pegs on his bike. Guys, this is serious. So, so we get out of the movie and what'd you see? What did we see? It's like a cheerleading movie. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I had those are the little details. Not Mm -hmm. definitely not good for those ones. I do remember though, her dad. I mean, you know that would be pretty pimp on like the fiftieth wedding anniversary. You go see that movie. You go see that movie. We probably will rent out a movie and put that in the back pocket. Oh yeah. Or if you got me the Honda. <laughs> that would be good too. Um, but her dad is what, like six four, six five. Oh yeah, big Polynesian man. Pretty close to like three hundred pounds, and mm. he drives a like ninety five Toyota Tacoma, the real little ones. Which we love dearly. Uh, it, yeah, love it dearly. But it came in like on the slant because <laughs> like, oh. he's so big. Because yeah. he's so big, and so. Um, Did that freak you out? Yeah. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, Man, I mean, he's come huge. on, dude. At fourteen, like, could you imagine? So like, got, when he got out of the car, the whole truck like rocked back to the other side, like it found its center again. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So that I thought that was it. Um, we're great friends now. He still drives the same truck. Uh, still just as big. That's really awesome. Really cool dude. But um, by first night, I thought he was either going to kill me, and she didn't want to hold my hand. So I thought, oh, that was over. Uh, and then we started dating like a week after that. Yeah. Thank. So. so what do you do dating at 14? Apparently I missed that whole it's thing. movies. Lots yeah. Of movies. It it's was, pretty much it. Yep. It was movies. We used to go to Wallace Theater. It was cheap out in uh, oh, Gilbert, the Arizona. You walk on the mall a lot? Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Lots of malls. Lots of mall um, time. I think that's really about it. When we were that young, we used to, I used to ride my bike over to her house and hang out. And that was... In the 120 degree heat. Yeah. Yeah. So where was it? Where Phoenix? That we, we said. Yeah, in Gilbert. It's a suburb of Phoenix, but uh, just outside of it. So. That's how I knew he really liked me. He's like, "You want to come see me? I gotta ride your bike over to." Yeah. <laughs> and then I finally got my first car, and. What was it? It was a Mercury Sable 01. I nice. inherited it, uh, and that's, like, that was my baby for a long time. So. My favorite car still. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. So tell us your story. How'd you get into detailing? What, like, why? What, when, where, why, and how? Yeah, so um, when I was growing up, I had an uncle that was really into cars. Uh, he did a lot of stereo stuff, and he'd always clean his car on the weekend. And I remember it used to take him like four or five hours to like wash and wax his car and vacuum it. Um, and then later on in life, he ended up passing away, and I inherited that Mercury Sable from him, and it was in you know perfect condition so that just kind of inspired me to keep it clean you know just a memory that we always had together when I was growing up and then I worked at a uh, restaurant let's get some laughs uh Wiener Schnitzel uh which is a hot dog place it, uh, it was uh, I'll say to the mic uh, Wiener Schnitzel um and so I I think that's when I first kind of started to realize that that's not I didn't want to be like a worker like I wanted to do my own thing and really get into stuff and it was one of my first jobs that I ever had. Uh, I started at 15 and this lady wanted me to clean her car uh, and so I lived in the neighborhood that the restaurant was attached to um, and she knew that I kept my car clean and so I cleaned my first car which was terrible, it was destroyed um, for $35. Ugh. It took me three hours. Hey man, it's like 10 bucks an hour. 
Yeah. yeah. So I was making s- like six at Wiener Schnitzel at the time. I think it was what like minimum wage was. So I was so making forty percent upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. So back in the day, I, I was like five fifty an hour. But I was making at the concession stand. Yep. At a baseball field, just like, slinging hot dogs. Yeah, I don't remember my first job. Job. I mean, I mowed lawns, but I remember there was a winter. I went to go work at the grocery store, Reesers, because, you know, it was winter and my parents told me I need to go get some money. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't last there very long, and it was probably six something bucks an hour. I mean, it was not much. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and that's, I think that's where the passion started, as I realized I could make money doing it, and I liked doing it. It was a hobby of mine at the time. Um, and I had a couple dead end jobs and didn't really find anything that I loved, and then I quit. My job at uh, it's called CTDI, where I packed boxes for Cox Communications all day, and I got hired on at CarMax part time, and that's really what fueled like my obsession with cars. How old were you? Um, at that time, it was 2011, so I just I was just turning 21 so when I got hired. Yeah, 20 to 21 is when I first started at CarMax, um, and I started off as like a part time inventory associate, like washing cars for prep, cleaning glass, removing window stickers, and then driving it up the front. For somebody to buy and then washing 300 cars a week out in the Arizona heat uh, on the front lot so mm. from there just kind of progressed I decided I loved it want to make a career out of it uh, went full-time and started detailing with them and then eventually became the lead of the detail shop uh, and then from there became a line production manager so then I started overseeing the shop and got further and further away from the work which ultimately led to me putting in my notice and starting Red detail. So, when did you start the detailing company? Uh, seven well, months ago. When did ago. you move seven, here? Okay, seven months ago. So, I moved here. November will be three <laughs> years. Yeah. Yeah, November will be three years. Uh, but I worked out, I worked at CarMax for eight, uh, five in Arizona, and then three here. Gotcha. So, it was a good job, man. I really liked it, but there wasn't a way for me to progress any further. Uh, I was just kind of getting forward. I just had to wait until a position opened. Um, and I definitely couldn't take the pay cut to go back down to buffing cars and doing the hands-on work that I loved. So, but your story, detailing story with Rad's a little bit different than most, right? Like, you've told me, basically, you joined with another company. You guys kind of merged. Yep. Quickly walk us through that because that's that's interesting in itself. Why you would join with another company instead of just all out on your own? Yeah, so um, for me, it really stemmed into, uh, I think what a lot of people struggle with is, are they going to be successful? Um, And I knew that even if I wasn't successful, you know, because I was at a point where I just didn't like my job and I didn't want to stay there, uh, so I I had to open a shop and do what I love again. Um, So I needed somebody that had, you know, they had money, they had clientele, somebody I could work with, somebody I trusted, and I knew did good work that could help me out if anything ever went wrong. Uh, and so I started talking with my current partner, Ramilson, uh, who owns RBR Auto Care out in Edmond. And he has a very large clientele base. He's very passionate and dedicated about what he does. Um, but he doesn't have the technical skill that I had at the time, which I offered. Um, Mostly he's mobile, right? Yeah, correct. He's all mobile. Uh, and so that really interested me, uh, you know, between his passion and there was a need for me to be able to run a shop and do paint correction and coatings. Um, so I just pitched it to him and said, listen, I, like, I want to leave my job. I want to have a shop. 
I can't be out in the heat because I have this pale pasty skin that burns under fluorescent lights. So um, he loves being mobile. So it, like it really works out. We work really well together. Um, and he's he's a great businessman, great detailer, extremely passionate about what he does. So um, you know, one way or another, we were going to make it. So it was it was a good it was a good way to walk out nice. and have her. Yeah, because not many people usually it's go Straight all in on, on your own. own so yeah. very interesting that that you did it that way. I thought it was it was special. All right. I have actually been I was not looking forward to this beer based on the bomb that we had. Not like, at all. I, yeah. I did not want to drink this beer. So, you don't like it? No, I but yeah. I fucking love it. It's, yeah, it's I think amazing. it's incredible. Yeah. The Prairie Artesian Ales, they call it Brett C. It's a farmhouse ale brewed with Cascade. What's that? What is like, that? I don't know. Because I feel like it's like, a little bit of a tangy. Yeah, it's that's the citra and it's citra just, hops okay, with a it. touch of sea salt. But the reason oh, why we we like didn't go into want to drink is last week we had a beer by the same company that was absolutely it, it was a bomb. Like, it was like super. Well, that thick. was what it was called. Yeah, Prairie right. Bomb. But yeah. Yeah. in the winter, had it been really cold oh, yeah. wintertime, like it wouldn't have been a huge ordeal because it would have been like fitting for the temperature, but. It was just like heavy. Like I couldn't even drink the whole thing. Oh really? Yeah, it was just super heavy. Like just, it, it was dark? a stout. Yeah, it was oh, a stout beer. I don't like, I don't and me neither. Like Guinness. Like, I don't like the stout no. at all. But um, I, you know, I pushed through. Did I, you? I think I finished. What's his name? The Did you? Beer. After he left, I had to work that night. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Had, yeah. So interesting. You said you had to work that night. Uh, that is the premise of what we want to talk about. Not only earlier where I said first ever woman to come in to do a live, but I think this is the first, like, family podcast. Normally we're just talking about something to do with detailing or this and that, like, but when you were like, hey, we want to come make a night of it, it just kind of, and the DJ and I started really discussing it a month ago or so, like, you know, how does work-life balance go inside a detailer's mind, Right. We hear, you know, work-life balance around a bunch of different, but, like, getting niche into us as detailers, how can we do work-life balance in that we want to make sure that we are with our families, we love our family, like, the life part, but we all have our own passions and desires of what we want to do as businessmen, and it takes, I, I did not realize how much time it took when I got into detailing. I, you know, I went right in because I loved it and just would work all the time. But when, when I got married, that didn't quite work. And it was ultimately the failure of our marriage because I worked so much. Right. Um, so we wanted to talk then about work-life balance. How does that go for us as detailers? So would love to know, <laughs> throw the woman right into the hot seat, so to speak. Um, you... And don't worry about that. We skip itinerary oh, stuff all the time. We chase rabbits. Um, I mean, how how does it go for you? I mean, do you do you get anxious? Like, hey, I need you home. You guys have what? Two kids? Yep. Mm-hmm. Ages? Uh, three. Be, yeah, three, three and two. And well, three and a half and almost two. So they're very very small, very uh, young, close in age. No, doctors actually don't have a warranty on whether they're right or wrong. <laughs> ah, just so we're clear. So, hold on. Yeah, our story is a little <laughs> elaborate. So, yeah, yeah. So, Come on. Okay, all right. Yeah, no. So I'll, I'll clarify because I think it's funny. Um, so we, when we wanted, we knew we wanted to have kids. We planned out our first one. We were big planners back then. 
Uh, so we plant our son. Yep. Yeah. And it didn't go like it always does. Like when you want a kid, it's very, you know, then it becomes difficult, right? Of course. Um, and we found that out the second time. Um, so <laughs> Hey, practice makes fun. Who's complaining about the practice? Yeah, the practice is <laughs> no. the fun part. Like, yeah. Oh, so, shucks, it didn't work this time. Uh, I'll keep trying again tomorrow or again yeah. tonight. Who knows? So we had our son, and the doctor was like, well, listen, you know, next time there's probably going to be fertility treatments and so on and so forth. And they couldn't have been more wrong because uh, then we got blessed with our daughter um, unexpectedly as we got here, which put some of our life in shambles and definitely, you know, it was wrong time for us. But everything worked out in the long run a lot better, I think, because uh, we were actually planning to build a house and we were living with my parents at the time just temporarily. We were waiting for the house to be built. and It saved us from probably a bad decision long term of buying a brand new house and now we're in a house we love lower payments makes things a lot easier so but so how quick was it what, like, uh, that's what our I thought son we had going. just turned two yeah so <laughs> and just turned out. two oh, we okay, just moved fine. out here which for me though yeah I thought she was thought, more like I thought it was more of like a within the same year yeah that's no. what I thought you guys oh, no, no, said no, no, three no, and a half and two and a half no, no three and a half and three and a half and two okay oh, so that oh, makes okay okay yeah but either way yeah you and I were on the same page there was not yeah, gotcha. what was the wrong page? It was the wrong book. It was in the wrong book. <laughs> Still a <Yeah>. story. <laughs> that would have been a good story. That would have been. Like, that's no, what I thought you were going to say. Just like, pop one out and everything is good again. That six weeks wasn't true. Like, you said doctors lie. <laughs> that's like, like, yeah, yeah, I was going like, with the six weeks deal. I was like, oh. The doctor says you, like, you're going to have to do something to have more kids. You know. Oh, you right. Mean, oh, we're, we're safe. So then you're good to go. Totally, yes. So some friends that I went, I took the girls before they left. I took them down to San Antonio. The friends that I went to hang out with, that was their deal. They were they could not get pregnant, so so they became Jordan's godfather. That so we still we still say that. Wow, that's messed up, man. That's fine. No, it's not messed up. I'm your daughter's godfather. It doesn't mean that you have to be my daughter's godfather. I, mean, little... I didn't know you when Jordan was born, so what? fuck off. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Not she that came way. into the car wash. Not that way. She I didn't came know into the car wash. She did. Oh, his yeah. wife would oh, it was the best. It was the best. His wife would... It was the best. Now we have to hear His this. wife would bring it to the car wash with a little like, baby As a baby, carrier, you'd like carry her and in. And Marty would always go, look, Jordan, there's that black guy. <laughs> That was the joke all the time. She would lose it. Start crying. Cry immediately. Crying, like, oh, could not stand DJ. But it was the joke, like the black guy, and then mm-hmm. now she loves the shit out of me. So. Yeah. And, oh, trust me, he calls me the her, white guy. His children don't like me either. <laughs> the adopted ones did, or the foster ones. They love the hell out of you. Yeah. My kids like you. Now. Jackson just has a little bit of disrespect issues sometimes. I guess. <laughs> it's like there's an adult, make eye contact and say hello, please. Yeah. Your son does. He yeah, he's cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> that started somewhere. Where did that story start? Oh. Oh, it's fine. I think we just got off on a tangent of how our kids began, or how they got so close in age, or how they became to be. Which is yeah, not we as close as I guess we were. We thought they were like, was going to be different. No. Like the story no. was, we I went story. down to visit Randall and Manon Fry, my friends. They are, he is my daughter's, the oldest daughter's godfather, because they couldn't have kids. Oh, okay. Couldn't, 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 couldn't. So they started an adoption process of some kids in Haiti. Finally get the kids from Haiti here, and they'd already had four kids of their own. Oh, my. So all of a sudden they had six. Like, so you're right. Yeah, like, couldn't have kids. Like, and they told Manon, like, 
you will never have kids. Something with her uterus. Yeah. Four kids later. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So anyway, back to you've got kids. Mm -hmm. He's at work. How does that go from and he can go in the other room if you want. Oh, no. I, I, I really totally don't mind. We're here to sell each other out, remember? That's right. That's what you said. I really would love to hear a woman's perspective on the man's out at work, he's late. Like, what goes through your mind? Like, are you like, get home or what? Like, yeah, go for it. Just roll. Well, we're just going to be super transparent because that's how we roll. We're going to keep it real. It's really hard. And I'm a pretty outspoken woman so I'm really glad Aisha's not here because <laughs> for a split second I'm sorry to cut you off I was like You're man good. she should be here like she's gonna be pissed she's not here but now I'm like so glad for the exact same would thing te- you're you guys say. would team um, yeah. oh yeah I would get we would get ripped to shreds <laughs> I know I know so I'm now I feel gonna better be about here. now I feel better about not having her on the podcast yeah I'm good go ahead well I still stand by what I said I'm like hey you should have been like a Thing. Hey, keep going. Anyway. So Roll with it. Time. Bring it. Bring it. I'm a pretty outspoken woman. I always have been. He's known this since back in my gothic days, even though I was pretty pretty quiet back then. I don't usually hold anything back. So when I have something to say, I will say it, and I'm not usually very nice about it. In other words, I don't like when he's gone all the time because that means I'm solo, solo parenting is what I call it. And I don't like that because our kids are young. We had kids together. I expect to raise them together. I'm not by any means saying his intentions are to be away because he wants to be away, but I've made it clear that he needs to make time for himself. I don't by any means think I've done that in the best of ways. I think I could have been a little more subtle about it instead of yelling at him as soon as he comes through the door at midnight and saying, excuse me, (laughs) what do you think I've been doing all day? I know he's been working. But Trust us, we get know. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. It's like, all good. We're, we're gonna be best friends, bro. I have a Jerry Springer shirt I was gonna wear in here. Dude, I'm just teasing. But I think over, and I know he's, you've only been doing this on your own now for seven, eight months. Yeah. So, so hold on. Is it just in the seven, eight months, or when he was working before? It's definitely. Or is it? Yeah, has it dramatically increased since he's been? I will say it's increased. Yeah. However. I do have a much higher tolerance, if you want to, if that's what you want to call it, because I've noticed that his mindset has shifted since doing what he loves and he's passionate about. Whereas, with all due respect, Carmax was great to us, but it wasn't what he wanted to do, and I knew that. And I think I kept him in limbo for a little bit because, you know, I stay at home, I take care of the kids, I'm very fortunate enough to be able to do that, but I'm very traditional in the in the ways of thinking, okay, you're the husband, you go to work, and I don't really care if you're unhappy. you got to put your head down and, and make the money and come home, and that's what you need to do. So it took me a while to kind of, I don't want to say conform, but just to get on the same level of, okay, you know, I have this idea. I think it was really brave of him to come to me and tell me that because a lot of spouses or partners or what have you, I think that's the hardest part to get over is coming to your loved one and saying, hey, I know things are okay right now. I think, you know, I know things are pretty steady and consistent, but what do you say we shake it up? I'm not like, I'm not about that life. Because you're a planner. I am. I'm a planner. If I can have a trajectory for the rest of my life, I will do so. 
He's not about that. He likes to like have adventure. Hell yeah, man! Bring it up top. Yep. Woo! You know those little stands. <laughs> yeah, right. That's so me. That's so me. No. You know those little stands you see at the end of the grocery aisles. Yeah. Yeah. End caps. It's my. The end caps. Those are like his end gas stations. They're made for impulse buyers like my sweet husband. Mm -hmm. When yeah. I go into the store, I have a grocery list. And we're not, not getting. No. They no, mark them up it. so that the people like him go, oh, I just, oh, well, it's right there. I need it. No, that is not how I roll with life. I go in with a list. I walk out with everything on the mm. list and nothing more. Nothing mm. less. Definitely. Yeah, me neither. And I'm sure some people are like, okay, this is crazy. I don't know why he's married to her, but. No, I will. <laughs> no, I mean that's like I said. That's that's pretty, that that's common. I just why I really wanted to hear though from your perspective and the the guys that are listening. It gives us, uh, like, right. I mean, I heard it from my wife. Mm -hmm. I hear it from my wife. Like, literally. but maybe hearing it from a different wife <laughs> somehow makes you a little more comforted that it's well, I mean, no no it might put it better the because they're not as emotional the guys that are listening might actually get some insight out of this because they're actually get, like it's it's common like your wife's feelings are valid like we I know why you work that late I know why you work that hard like 100% but we're talking about today work life balance mm -hmm. so but your feelings are definitely justified and right. so are your intentions yep we just got to figure out how to make this shit all work. Right. And it was what I was saying. Like, you have a plan, like a way you want to you, do your life. Exactly. Like, yeah. If you're going to set out to be an entrepreneur, is the cliche term, or business owner, I just always didn't want to work for somebody, so I just wanted to work for myself. That's the only way I thought of it. You have a set schedule of what goes through your mind of how you want to achieve what you want to do as the man. And you said, like, you come from traditional. I mean, ultimate traditional was the man goes and hunts and gathers, and the woman makes sure that the dinosaurs don't eat her kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's traditional traditional, and that sort of seemed like what you're, you're about. It's, but it's tough. It is, and I think that the one of the key elements in our marriage that has helped us get through this has just been communication and transparency. You know, I don't want it to be... I don't want to hide anything from one another, and I want him to tell yeah, me how beautiful. he's feeling. Beautiful. And when I come at him in the middle of the night because I'm angry, you know, I want him to fight back. Ultimately, like, you know, I'm not trying to throw you under and say you're, like, super submissive, but he, he usually is because I'm pretty aggressive. I can be, and I'm not ashamed to say that, but I think... Well, and he might realize it's not worth the fight. Somebody, yes. Like, he just also, knows, you know, he should do, like, he like, just all right, knows. All right, all like, right, she's been drinking, I'm just going to let her. <laughs> she's like, two empty bottles of wine, by the way, like, not a good time to pick a fight. I think, though, it's usually, like, she's been drinking coffee and staying up and plotting, like, when I walk in the door, she's like, here's the garage door, and she's yes. like, yes, I'm six pots in, mm -hmm. he's going to get it. On my list, <laughs> on my list, I'm going to um, check off what I want to say. So how many hours do you, like, traditional week or non-traditional, like, Typical week is probably a better way of saying it. Summertime, typical week, what time do you go to work, what time do you get home? I get to work no later than 7 a.m. every day, and I leave no earlier than 5. Uh, a lot of times I don't take a lunch. I'll just eat kind of real quick while I'm working. Um, so I'd say close to 50. Okay, Jasmine, 7 50. to 5, come on. That's well. So that's what I aim for. That's what I really she want. She rolled her eyes. She rolled her <laughs> eyes. <laughs> now, I don't even Monday. know I do it anymore. I just it is like, Monday through Saturday because uh, I don't. I mean, Saturday is a busy day for us. Oh, so you work. Um, you work six days. Six days a week. Seven and our, our mobile team, my partner, works seven days a week. Um, I mean, that's just the way we are. It's just how we're wired. I think as detailers, and we're how, all how many how many guys do you got? 
total. Uh, in your shop, not mobile. So uh, in the shop, we've got three, including me. And we work from That's seven, eight, five. three with you. So two of Yeah, guys. three with me. Two guys that work with me, yeah. Gotcha. Um, and they're, they're great, but... Yeah. But, so you aim for five, but like... Jasmine, what time does he get home normally? There we go. Right. The daggers came out. out. <laughs> I roll over in bed at 5.30, and he's up and out of the door. I'm like, where are you going? If I'm too tired, I won't call him, but I'll usually call him. Like, are you going to get me coffee? What are you doing? <laughs> where are you going? He's usually out of the door by 5.30, and he usually is not coming home until after dinner, so about 6.00. That's because the project he had before didn't get finished in time, so he's got to go back in and make sure it's done so that his day doesn't get shot. Yeah, and I did say I get to work at 7, not like I leave the house at 7. I'm just eating. So I, I, I think really, <laughs> yeah. like, it's it's whatever we need to get the job done. Exactly. And, and I mean, it's... Totally it, get it. Like, yeah. 7 to 5 is what I tell myself, like, that's what I'm working, right? Um, but it always depends on what the demand is. You know, if there's more money on the table and uh, more work, then that's what we do to make money for our families. And I think that's where the line kind of gets blurred on what's too much and what's not enough. Cause at the end of the day, if I don't work, we don't make money. The business fails and she can't stay home. Uh, so let me ask. So you, so you do stay home. I do. Okay. So your only revenue stream is rabbi tongue, correct? Yep. Correct. That's, that's awesome. And it's been a tough road. It's scary too, right? It's scary because I had a career before all of this. And I'm so glad she's not here. Oh, I had a career. I've gone to college. I'm what, very well educated. What was the career path? I, I was a... Say, it, say what you were. Makes me, it makes us sound super, super dumb. She was no. an accountant for an aerospace company. So we were an aerospace distributor, meaning that we sold and purchased... Tiny. Oh, feel, I thought... Oh, yeah, no, it makes me what feel tiny. Say, what you I thought that? you said it makes her sound dumb, no, and then no, she goes, no. accountant no, 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 aerospace. No, 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 like, that's dumb. why I was looking at no. you like, what would you just say? I've never no, by any dumb. means called no. you dumb. No, no, never, no. But if, but I will say that there have been times where I've so have you, thought to myself, It's interesting he questioned full time, like, have you not thought of doing side, like, out-of-the-house accountant stuff? I have, but... Do you do the accountant books for Rat? No. No. Because... We make too much money for us to be done with it. Say that one more we, time. I don't want either one of us handling it, because it blew up way faster yeah. than I, I thought it would. Yeah, I started handling it in the beginning, and it, it did get to be... Yeah, we got too big to wear. You don't, don't want don't the liability. You, no did you really just say you don't trust your wife to do your books? I don't trust anyone. I'm pretty sure that's what you just said. <laughs> oh, for sure. Jasmine, Absolutely. Feel free. Someone, if we need to step outside and you need to. Nah, you want someone else listen, I, I want it to be airtight. I get it. I, no, I know. I know. Yeah. That's why I don't do my books either. Frivolously spends that it's worth the money to not deal with at the end of the year. And yes. I will say, I was on board. I thought, okay, you know what? If you're going to find someone else to handle all this mess, that's fine. That's so, fine. I convinced my wife to quit her corporate job. Mm-hmm. Did that have the case here, or was it... I just it... need to meet her. Well... I know, you don't I need think to meet her. No, you don't. It was a very... It, it was a long time coming, because I actually held on to my job. It was a very small brokerage company mm-hmm. based out of Arizona, and I convinced my boss, please keep me on, I can, I can work... Was the word remotely? Remotely, yeah. yeah. So I got set up. I did that for six months until I finally said, "You know what? I'm three months pregnant. I don't think I'm going to be able to handle this." And that's very hard for me to say. I can't handle something. I don't usually say that. 
to me, that's like a sign of weakness, but that's a whole nother podcast. So I just said, I'm done. That, yeah, that's yeah. the Polynesian <laughs> inside of you, isn't it? Yeah. So I said, okay, I can't. So it was never directly, you know, it was never directly stated, I would like for you to quit your job. It was, it was a mutual thing, I think. Yeah, I think we went from quitting the job to just you're not looking for another one. Because I think there were definitely, you know, at the time we were staying with my parents. We were waiting for the house mm-hmm. to get built. So we were in a one bedroom with her, me, uh, my son, and our dog. And so, like, she's trying to work on a business, talk to clients. They manage overseas accounts in, like, China and, you know, Boeing and everything. And so, take, you know, you're taking calls in the middle of the night while the baby's trying to sleep. It just, <laughs> it didn't work. But then we decided, like, okay... This hasn't worked. Let's see how long we can do the stay-at-home thing. And then that's what just continued to, like, fuel me for the next steps um, is seeing the satisfaction for her and the fulfillment she gets that a job may not bring her. So. Yeah. Did you just get shook up? <laughs> I think DJ just took a little, like, DJ just had a moment. No, I didn't get shook up at all. It's just, no, I mean. Was it dust in your eye or what is that? <laughs> Bullshit, dude. <laughs> no, that's a great story, man. It really is. Like, you guys like remind me a lot of my wife and I, which is really cool. Um, yeah, we gotta get together. Good story. Definitely, definitely. All right, so six home by six. When you get home, oh, you're gonna throw in the bus again? No. No, I think this. Is I'm asking one. the question. Okay. I feel like I've been nice. No. There was no. Th- <laughs> uh, hold on, pause. Okay. Pause. DJ, when you get home, oh, come on. Yeah, if you're saying he's good, that means that you're the one that's bad at it. I'm so, so when bad you at this. get home, yeah. Do you, I mean, are you so where he, are you at mentally? Are you chiming okay, in? So or what? Before in the earlier years, I'd get home and I would still do finish up my emails. I'd finish up my, you know, accounting for the day, the numbers, whatever. Like finish up talking to clients, so forth. And now I stay at the office for an extra hour because if I get all that stuff done. I can go home and be comfortable. If I have text messages I still have, have, have not responded to or emails I haven't responded to, or if I don't know where my numbers are at the end of the day, which is like you know a habit of mine, like then I can't be all in my family. So I'll stay an extra hour, thirty minutes, or whatever at the office to make sure that everything's tight and like and cool. So when I go home, I'm, I'm all in. So now when I go home, I'm good. Before I'd be on my phone for multiple thirty to forty-five minutes to an hour, just on and off my phone the whole time during dinner and stuff. That's just like not engaging with the kids because I've got an eight-year-old and a four-year-old and they see that you know yeah. and I don't want them to see that so um yeah before I was horrible at it I always on my phone do you mind if I ask yeah if your wife called you out on it or was that something that you came to terms with on your own we both did uh, no as far as the staying and actually getting stuff done mm-hmm. I communicated to her like look this is what I need to do so that when I'm home I'm on my home yeah and you know she and I try to you know I try to be home between 6 and 7 is the latest that I try to be home by on a day that I'm not staying straight through. And straight through means like I'm going to work and then I'm going to like come here, do some office stuff, eat dinner, and then go to the, you know, shop and do another car. So. Yeah. So I think that that's something that I'm coming to learn uh, at, like as a new business owner, you want any phone call, any job coming in, like you that would take them all. I mean, yeah, that, that's and that's what I wanted to do. And like as I'm becoming more aware of the impact that that can have on my family and on my kids and my wife, um, you know, there are times where I've sat there and like looked at the both of us and our kids playing in the living room and been like, we're not paying attention to the kids at all or each other or both of us been on our phones all night. Um, 
and for a long time, my like my weakness was justifying it as I make the money. This is how we make money. Is I need to be on my phone. I think that's a trap that a lot of us fall into because it's it's the truth. Like I'm not on my phone playing games. I'm scheduling appointments, interacting with people. Right, but money. so let me talk. Let me stop you because you said something very interesting, which used to be my debate with my former wife. She so I was horrible. I would come off. I, I mean, so we started this business in, in 2010 from a, a firing of working for a company. So n- n- no, what's that where they give you money or stipend or something? Uh, like severance. Severance, nothing. Detailed cars, try and sell chemicals and survive. That no, was no safety net. No safety net. And so I just worked. That's just what I did. And if I was home, I was working. Now, you said something. You said, well, I'm not on my phone playing games. Yep. I'm work- so that was my justification, yep. too, because I enjoyed what I did. I said, look, you're just watching TV. Yep. So what's wrong with me being in the office working? Well, you're just playing this. What's wrong with me exactly. doing this? And and very interesting that yeah. you brought that up. And so I think how has that dynamic gone? So I think in the beginning stages, that's how I justified it in my head and then like slowly I've realized that that's wrong right and, and maybe not necessarily wrong but like it's not a justification for not being able to interact with the kids and so I think you know we talk a lot about like Gary Vaynerchuk I think one of the things he talks about is it doesn't matter if you make it to like all your kids swim meets and you know football practices and all if that you're not fully if you're not if you're not present you know yeah. and so I try to be real conscious I actually just found out about do not disturb on my phone um, so that's like at 5 p.m. it's do not disturb so the only person I get a phone call is my partner, who he's only going to call me if there's something actually going on, like, hey, man, something changed for tomorrow. We need to change our schedule or whatever, right? It's something pertinent to our business. So did, did that happen from a... No, that's that for me just sitting back and realizing, like, you know, analyzing what I'm doing in my actions. So it happened out. I was going with the, I bet you there was a Jasmine, like, <laughs> right hook. But I mean, I mean, it came out of Josh. You had a moment inside, and you realized... Yeah. And I listen. I mean, it's not. I'm not gonna say it's never been a conversation. It has been before, um, but that's where I just kind of said, okay, I need to reel this in before it becomes a problem. Because once it's a problem, it, it's kind of hard to start reversing that, you know. Um, and so I just didn't want it to get to that point. I'm very, I'm very big on being proactive on things instead of reactive. And so that's, that's one why of the I things. Asked. I was just curious if it was out of maybe something that had happened, like a conversation. Nope. Just one day, I, I heard about it from a friend and turned on Do Not Disturb every day, 5 p.m. Nobody but our favorites can call me, so that's it. So what's the typical nightlife look for you guys? Just the, the great family with the white picket fence and you're playing with your kids in the floor all the time? Oh, like, yeah, 100%. Uh, <laughs> I never get phone calls. I never get, like, snagged into Instagram still. I mean, uh, for me, it'll always be a work in progress because I'm passionate about what I do and I love to talk to customers and engage with people, like... Not in person, over the internet's my favorite. Um, but for us, it's when we get home, you know, dinner's going, the kids greet us, and I mean, we just we get right into dinner and then movie, family time, whatever. We read a lot of stories. Um, and look, we're so young. You're a reader? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Um, but I come from a very tight knit family. That's really all I've known, and I want to make sure that this is 
Right, I mean, I came from a tight-knit family, too, but I remember my dad, I mean, I just don't, you said, I think you even made the comment about, you don't want your kids to know that you were working the whole time. Right. That's all I knew of my dad. Yeah. My dad worked, and this is why I think I have the work ethic that I have, because my mom raised us. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad was at games, and I remember that, and I was always happy to see him at games, but, I mean, it was my mom that raised us. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know... You know, I don't know if there would be a second marriage. And if there is, I don't know that I, I think, which we joked a minute ago, like, I need somebody that just does this, this, and that, like, just <laughs> does it. Because I don't know if I could go back. Like, I, I don't know if I knew how. I don't know it's ever been in my DNA not to work all day. And look, I've come to realize that. Um, I know that giving up a career is very difficult for anybody. And it was very hard for me as far as having some sort of identity crisis uh, because I almost felt like I lost a part of myself and right no I that's totally like, Aisha dude like <laughs> totally I Aisha Aisha wanted to be a movie uh, uh, a TV broadcaster a long time ago yeah when I originally met her, that's yeah. what she wanted and that was her career yeah yeah and I felt like I had given up a part of myself and I and to move out here to good old Oklahoma and I thought all right better uh <laughs> better pan out so when i felt like there were plenty of nights where i was solo parenting i i communicated that um and i think that's all that i could do to realize until i realized okay this is something i'm going to have to i can't change that about him it's not a bad it's not a bad trait to have to be a workaholic but i do want to make sure that the is portrayed to me that his intentions are good they're pure they're to support my family and us and our kids and even when the kids ask you know your kids are are older mine are still fairly young but my three-year-old will ask sometimes where's daddy i don't necessarily just want to say well he's working I'll say well he's working hard to support us so he knows he mm-hmm. knows that the intentions are good um because i'm not going to change that i know that you are going to work because it's not like you want to stay all hours of the night you know you do have yeah, I think, so one thing that I see Marty do a lot, uh, I, I know you don't follow him on Instagram, but, you know, when my kids are older, like, is, wow. you know, being, you should probably definitely get a follow on so, yeah, you'll get one you more at least today, um, <laughs> is that, like, you know, you bring your daughters to work, and I think that's super cool, and they're, like, involved, you know, and just little things that, you know, we see on the Total Auto Solutions page, I think that that's definitely cool that you guys get to share that and do that. Whereas I think some other now I, to an extent, right? But DJ's <laughs> yeah. seen a lot, like yeah. But, keep going. You know, like, <laughs> I'll take the camaraderie for that, but yeah, yeah I, I think it. But I think it shows that like you're trying to do something trying. for your kids, right? Yeah. Uh, whether they love it or not, like Jasmine's dad works at Southwest. She can't go to work with her dad. Like right. he's working. He's working. That's it. Like yeah. and so. I think that us as like business owners and you know detailers and whatnot, we have some more flexibility in that, and so it doesn't always have to be going to the baseball games or whatever. Like, my son loves to come up there and see the cars, and so like I'll call her and be like, "Hey, listen, bring there's some up. lifted this trucks, there's, there's yeah. some cool yeah. stuff bring up here. Up. Like, bring them up. You yeah. guys are out getting lunch. Come up to the shop. Yeah. Like, let's spend some time up here. And so like that's super cool for the kids. That I think everybody has this like you said white picket fence. Like, spending time is only at home around the dinner table, um, and those are little things that. You know, my son remembers, like, hey, I went to my dad's shop. I got to see this huge truck or, you know, whatever it was more than, hey, we sat down and watched a movie together. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, on the other side, the divorce side, I definitely, 
we didn't do what you you said you communicate. Like we didn't communicate. I just kept working, and it wasn't even until after a couple years after the divorce that she finally apologized for some stuff that she did at the divorce, and was like, I realized, and I was so thankful for how much you did work. Because, and this is this is the way I took it, is she had to get out into the dating pool. And there's a lot in that pool that don't work. Thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. Like that's, like, that's the other side from a man's perspective. Like, fuck yeah, I worked. And you didn't have to. Yep. Right? I'm not looking at you at that one. I'm sorry. I'm not. But, but, I mean, that was, like, that was part of it. It was like, yeah, I worked for you. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, so from a man's side, like, we heard yours, like, from a man's side, it was like, yeah, well, you didn't yeah. have to work. And so, yeah, I stayed till seven. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think this Sorry. Is... How was your day of drinking coffee and sitting on the porch? Yeah. That's just a little <laughs> slow, man, because sometimes, like, that does come He's to my head. He's done that before. Yeah, I, I have. Like, in a joking manner, obviously. Like, oh, I mean, you there's know, times I take hits. It's just like... We want to, like, we want to have fun and keep our, you know, like... You can't be serious all the time. Like it can't. It just can't be that way. And sometimes, like it sucks to argue, but it's better to sit there and communicate, even if we're, like, we know we're just gonna butt heads the whole time. And like, it helps me understand her point of view because that is my point of view. A lot of times, it's like, well, yeah, I'm gonna miss this because I'm making money. There's a lot of money on the table this week. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I like the one thing that I fall into is like trying to quantify what I'm doing in a money terms. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, we've talked about her, like, you know, like the loss of your identity is like there's not a monetary or quantifiable contribution in raising kids, but it's one of the most important things that happens in our family. Um, You know, money will come and go. We can make more. I can get another job. Money can always come there. We only get to raise our kids one time. So, like, that's it. And I think that's the part where she feels like she struggles because I can say, hey, well, I can bring in money to pay the bills. But we'll only know in ten years if the kids grew up right. And I don't think any of this will would have come to the surface if I if we just didn't communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you nailed it on the head. I mean, communication is the biggest yeah. part. Yep. You know, uh, I as far as the missing part. So anybody that's listening that that is missing out on th- like missing out's the tough part. Like yep. I, I had customers every Saturday morning that had to have their cars detailed. How many <laughs> soccer games I missed, and then now my kids are gone. And so when I go visit them, one of the favorite things I do is go watch a soccer practice. Yep. Because I missed so much before, yeah. you know. So as they get older, I mean, you're still young with the ages, like. But as they get older, man, those games are important. Soccer practices are important for them as well as you, because. It only happens once. Yeah. You know. And I think one of the benefits of being in my own business is, like, our son just started swim lessons, and they're at 10 o'clock in the, in the morning, and I never could have made one of those at CarMax, and I've made all of them but two, which, like, I had a doctor's appointment one morning, and then the other morning, like, I just had something going on, and, like, but we communicated, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it, but that never would have happened at CarMax. I couldn't have just left at 10 a.m. every day no. to go to his, his swim meet, so... I think there definitely are a lot of benefits. There's a lot of drawbacks, but, you know, it's the communication and just being open and honest with it. Yeah, and, and I would say going to those is massively important. We could all give excuses of saying why we can't make it to them, yeah. even if we are self-employed. Like, 
oh, I got this car, I got this customer, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. It was so interesting. I didn't, I missed a lot of stuff, and some of it was my own fault, right? I had to go take care of this customer, right? The fault still landed on me. It was super interesting is years after, you know, she leaves, divorce, blah, blah, blah. My youngest daughter wants to go into gymnastics. Well, mom's not going to take her, so I sit there because she progresses super fast. And she, we knew she would be a great gymnast, and she just rolled into it super fast. And before long, I'm there three days a week for three hours sitting there. Before, I, there was no way. There, you know, I justified why I had to work, which was just it was purely justified. All of a sudden, I had three hours for three days a week to sit at a gymnastics meet practice and then meets and all that. I think at some point it becomes non-negotiable. You know, when you lose something or you miss out on something, like, it hurts to see them go on vacation. But right now, like, you know, we've discussed it at this point of the business startup. Like, I just can't take time off right this second. But, like, if anything happened, I'd regret it for the rest of my life. And then from then on, any opportunity I got would be non-negotiable, like you're saying. And that's the way the swim meets are. Like, 10 o'clock comes, I'm out. Sorry. Like, phone goes off. I tell my guys, like, hey, I'm leaving. And so... um Maybe quitting time, like going home at the end of the day, is something I need to work on with that. But you know, with my son's swim lessons, that's one thing that's been important. So, how do you guys handle those things? Do you the events, I just, I just, they're, yeah, I, I just don't miss. Like, I, like I might have to work a little bit later. I might have to tell the client I'm pushing it back a little bit longer. But I just, like, I just don't miss anymore. And actually, actually, like, what events? What are your kids into? What events? Okay, so um, my son, so. This we're kind of in a limbo now. We're starting a new season this, for the fall, but for um, for the winter, um, or whatever it was, it was the last season winter. Anyways, spring. Spring. Sorry. Yes, yeah, spring. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so my daughter did volleyball and my son did basketball, and I coached both teams. The kids oh, kind of keep yeah. us accountable to be engaged with them. So I had to be at the practices and the basketball yeah. games and stuff like that. So. I knew nothing about volleyball. I, don't know. <laughs> I literally, like, I, had, I, I sent out a message on Facebook that said, "Who knows volleyball?" So you've never played volleyball. No, I played like just bullshitting, but not like I played on a school volleyball team, no, sixth grade. I didn't at all. Yeah. And uh, I had a friend that came out and helped with the first. Dude, practice. you should have seen the shorts. They were like way <laughs> yeah. up here. It was definitely in the eighties. You had long hair too. No, I was a kid. Kid, oh, I didn't have long. Kid. Yeah, okay. but the shorts were way That's up like high. The guys at the shorts. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's the eighties, though, man. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, sorry. No, you're good. So, yeah, I, I coached both. So, like, I had to be there. Like, there was. Yeah. And, like, I don't like not being. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, you can't miss. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, we have completely disregarded the beer the entire podcast. But we definitely consumed it. Everyone's cup's say, empty. I yeah, I didn't notice. It was yeah. Good. Well, we typically in the podcast we talk. Do you want to know? You want a beer? Or you uh, guys has good? everyone got one? Oh, we're good. We got plenty left. Oh yeah, these are gone. But if you want one of these, is there? Yeah, I'll take one. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um. So we typically like to discuss the beer as we go, but I don't know if you can remember. Right. That's it. We just were rolling. It was such. It was good content. So no reason to to stop. Um. Do you remember the flavor? The what did you like about the beer? I so I like the hoppy bitter taste. So that's your to, traditional go-to. Yeah, you like an IPA. Like IPA. Yep. 
Yep, the hoppier the better. That's, that's that's my favorite. What's your favorite? Like, if you pick an IPA, optometrist. Like, like right now, optometrist, optometrist yeah. is is like one of my go tos. You know? That's a that's a Oklahoma beer. So, yep. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I like drink. Ah, gosh, who is that? It's down. It's down in Norman, isn't it? I honestly can't remember who makes it. I just know it's delicious. Yeah, but it's it's an Oklahoma beer, Hoptometrist. Yeah, with the green. I didn't know that. Yeah. If Luke from uh, Cruise In Auto Spa is listening, that's he, he loves that too. Yeah, that's when we've favorite. gone, he's from down in Norman, and every once in a while I'll get a ticket to go to a Norman game with him, mm-hmm. and they'll always tailgate, and that's one of his favorite tailgaters is Hoptometrist. Yeah. yeah, Lagunitas is probably a close second. I like some of their beers. Um, Daily drinkers would be like Coors, Dos Equis. Hell yeah, say it again. Oh, no. Coors and Dos Equis. Did you hear the way he said it? Coors! Coors! <laughs> Hell yeah! Coors! So like, I feel like Redneck Mimosas would have been appropriate here, which is probably one of my favorite like summertime things. What are Redneck Whoa, Mimosas? Yeah. So, that's, uh, so Redneck Mimosas would oh. be... I have no idea what that is. Uh, oh, God. It's going to be orange juice. Oklahoma. <laughs> orange juice and perhaps blue ribbon. Say that one more time. Orange, Orange juice and perhaps blue ribbon. It's very refreshing. Just try. Well, so it's the redneck, so that's right. I mean, a mimosa has orange juice well, and it. champagne, yeah. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, the so the redneck part is interesting. It's not a lot of orange juice. It's like okay. that much beer and then a splash of orange juice. Just to kind of offset it a little bit. It's really refreshing. Hmm. Well, the orange juice part, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Just like low pulp. We had paps on <laughs> a month and a half or so. Came on, yeah, yeah. I don't mind paps. I spent a lot of times at B-dubs drinking paps. Hey, listen, I'm not, I don't get like a 30 pack of it. You know, I get maybe a six pack and that's, you know, and then I try and rotate because I get, I get tired maybe of stuff real pack. quick. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what's your orange juice of choice? Uh, Do you pulp or no pulp? He said low pulp. Well, so for that beer, no pulp. If I like, if I drink orange juice traditionally, yeah, bitch. what are you checking me for? Well, he says there's a difference between low and no. All right, listen. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. So I usually I drink Grove Stand, uh, all the pulp in the world because I love the pulp. Mm-hmm. But when you mix it with beer, the pulp all kind of sits on the mm-hmm. top, and it, it just. Was. I did that the first. time. You don't time. like a little snack while you drink? No, no, I don't like to chew it. Uh, I don't. <laughs> So when you do a redneck mimosa, no pulp is the best. No to low pulp. Yeah. Otherwise That's you get a fuzzy low beer. pulp, bitch. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to try it. I can't believe you guys haven't tried Never even heard of it. No. At all. So I did a lot of, like, back and forth between Nebraska and Arizona when I was growing up. All of my dad's family's in Nebraska, so I think that's where it came from. I had no idea the amount of corn that they have. It's, it's all corn. incredible. That's all they're, they're No doing. idea. <laughs> You're driving through, and it's yes. just corn. It's literally... Also, yeah. all, the whole state is corn. It's just yeah. corn. Forever. Like, their mascot's a corn hustler. <laughs> I didn't really put it together. Like, I, I just never that, put it... To, right? Never like, put oh. it together. Driving to Omaha, that all the way through Nebraska. That's all there was. There was corn yeah. everywhere. So, in the winter, you can, like, see the road. You know, when everything's cut down, you can see the roads, and you can kind of see where you're going. But when, like, when it's fully grown... I mean, it's very intimidating to be driving down the freeway and you're trying, or you know, the highway and you're trying to look for street signs. Mm-hmm. Like you can't see it till the yeah, till like it's literally there. every no joke highway. He's not being like highways, major highways through the state. Corn is fifteen feet off the highway, full like, blown like, for like miles trees. at a time. I don't actually just, think I've, you've only taken me back yeah, in the winter. Won't, yeah, she's only yeah. been back there in the winters, but it's yeah, it's crazy in the summer. Mm-hmm. Summer and spring. You didn't watch my stories then, did you? As I was driving I to Omaha. To them. You know how you watch stories. You can't. 
I know you watch Birds Can't Listen oh, at the no, time. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gotta keep going. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I came to the Those exited insights. All you're gonna say is make it a great day things. somewhere in the house. <laughs> but yeah, so much corn. It's crazy. Yeah, that's all. That's all it is. All right, I like, I mean, so the farmhouse aspect, the only other farmhouse that I remember drinking, I know it's sort of like a, to me, and maybe I'm not smart in the beer scene, farmhouse seems to be a newer concept, and I just remember Boulevard, they have the whole series of a farmhouse ale series. So this is a farmhouse, I thought, I was, I thoroughly like it. Evidently, everybody likes it. it We all drink it. That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you remember? Do you... All right, we are live for the Pints and Polishing Podcast. We have Jasmine and Josh from Rad Auto Detailing. Thank you, guys. You drove in for, what, 10-hour drive just to come to the podcast? Yeah, it was 10 or 11. It was, yeah, it was 10 or 11. Yeah. <laughs> like an hour and a half. Or or an hour. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's the same. Hold on. 10 or 11 hours, <laughs> we're not worth that. <laughs> no, but thank you guys. You came in, uh, and I apologize. I think we tried to do this before. I messed it up. Um, super apology on that, but so glad you guys made it in. Very excited about this podcast. DJ and I have actually talked about it quite a bit. Um, we want to not only do the first ever podcast with a woman. I'm here. Live with a woman. Live. Live with a woman. Okay, you got to spit. Not it fictitiously a woman somewhere randomly that you know. I'm gonna say ouch. Yeah. There's Sorry. been a woman here before. <laughs> <laughs> not no, here. not before. Not here. Not no. Here. <laughs> no, first live with a woman. But you are correct. Jen Carsmetology came on. It was wonderful. Uh, since you love my stories. No. Oh. No, 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 no. Yes, yeah, story. No, no story. Ready? I like stories. So we were doing some training in Omaha at this dealership, and we're talking, going around the room, chatting with all the different guys, and he was talking about Instagram, and he goes, and I followed this girl, she's been detailing for like 16 years, and I go, oh, Jen from Cosmetology? And he just looked at me, and he goes, yeah, how'd you know? And I was like, well, yeah, it's Jen, like everybody knows Jen. I saved it, and I'm trying to send it to her, but... Hey, Jen, you got to respond to some messages now every once in a while, okay? I know you're, like, high profile. Anyway, she is coming. I talked to her the other day. She is coming to Pints and Polishing Podcast event at SEMA. Did she register, though? I don't think she's registered. Where, if somebody wants to register, where do they go? They go to free... Let's start over. Freebeersema.com. How many of you started? You're already <laughs> drinking, aren't you? I'm on one. I have one of each right One now. of each. Just you. All right. Please introduce yourself. Uh, let's start ladies first. would be wonderful. That Tell would us who you are. Well, my name is Jasmine. I am said wife of Josh Parks, the detailer. Said wife, like, is that only during the day, or how does that go? When, good days. when it's convenient. When it's convenient, yeah. Um, but I am here, and I'm excited to be supporting Josh in this new venture of his. I'm very excited to be able to talk about the work balance life and just how... My role plays part in into all of this, so happy to be here. And give us all the gory details, like how did you guys meet? What was his pickup line? Oh, you know, what was all that? Wow. Well, I didn't say I went gory with like 
You want it to be real. Real and I wasn't like intimate details, DJ. Sorry, we're not going there. Okay, <laughs> just clarifying for them. Yeah. What the, the gory meant? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll you're right. Bad word. Bad word. Bad word for this. Yes. Unfortunately, it's not as intimate as as you're probably thinking because we met when we were twelve. So there's really not. Whoa. much <laughs> I hope there. it wasn't. <laughs> I don't know nowadays, but when we grew up, we met when we were twelve. We How'd you guys meet? Like next door neighbors. No. We're at school. At we're at school. High. And I, I was, believe it or not, this gothic little, very quiet girl, and he was a ladies' man. With Parachute long, pants and chains. Yeah. I really? I went her, to No, no, her, me. no, it was awesome. I well, that's not gothic. Yeah. Gothic's not a parachute gothic? pants. Yes, it is. Like hey, all yeah, black no. with smiles yeah. and everything. That's gothic. Yeah. They look like Carhartts with 60 extra zippers. Okay, so I'm thinking, hold yeah, on, yeah. how old are you? No, tw- oh. I'm 27. Oh, yeah, 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 she'll be 27 tomorrow. I'm 27 tomorrow. Okay, so yeah. for me, parachute pants at 40, parachute pants was MC Hammer. No, oh, not oh. those parachute no, pants. No, but that's what I'm like, saying. Like you yeah, said, no. parachute cargo, pants. Cargo, yeah, yeah, like, cargo like, like pants cargo. are yeah. being much better. Very yeah. unnecessary change, just in all these places where it's just not right. Yeah, anyway, what kind so of, like, parachute pants for me was, no? was definitely different. Yes. Yeah, like the platform combat Yeah, yeah, yeah. not just, you know, I... I'm pretty short. I was so when did you grow out of that? Though, like twelve to. Uh... Oh, like last week. <laughs> like, like, bro, I told you. you guys. She's still wearing the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still polish them every week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got to keep a good shine on those. Um, but no, we. I really don't know what attracted. What you were. What well, twelve? I hope. I mean, well, I don't know. Was there a man? She was nice. She was very nice. I was the quiet little gothic girl. So anyway, that was twelve. By fourteen, we started dating. He was, believe it or not, a ladies' man with a long. I don't know. Did Bieber have that hair? You know the Bieber, long style when he first came in. That yeah, was, no, we we brought it in. We did. Yeah, nineties kids brought it in. That's right. He just copied us. So. So what year were you guys born? Fourteen. Ninety. Born in ninety and ninety-one. DJ, what? Eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, Let's right around it. the same era. Yeah, it's a good year. And the rest from there. We started dating and we stayed together. So. First date. What was the first date? The first date was terrible. It was terrible. How old were you? Yeah. So we were it w- we were fourteen. Mm-hmm. Did uh, your parents drive you somewhere? My yeah. mom drove us in her minivan. She did. Yep. And that's when I found <laughs> out a minivan was Jasmine's dream car. Woo! So I knew I was in yeah. for it. What did you get? No, no minivan. No, no. no. Still holding out for the Honda Odyssey. Yes. yes. With the bells and whistles and all. Yes, that's right. the Honda Odyssey Elite. No. There's an elite? Yes. <laughs> oh, DJ. I'm serious. No, no. So, Everybody uh, else perks up. No. There's a Ferrari no, there's or something. Like, she's like a, a Honda Odyssey. It's sad. It came to the shop for a coding. They drove all the way from Oklahoma City here to get a coding. And I'm like, why is this person coming here? Anyway, long story short, it's got like where you can um, hit an intercom button and talk to the kids in the back. Like... And hear them so you and see them. them. Yeah, from like you can see them and hear them talk. Yes. Sometimes I'd rather have like a divider though. Like they should give you an option. Like you can either <laughs> yell at them or idea, divide. Yeah. Like like a limo. Because that. Is oh, yeah. this also that one though, where it has the rear view mirror where you can like see, like it's a full? Have you, have you seen those ones? Like in the Escalades, where you can like take a camera. Yeah. In the back, probably. Yeah. I mean, sure. it had. If it's an it elite, it needs to have everything imaginable yeah. on it. It was amazing. It needs to oh, have it. No. She's putting her foot down. I yeah. am. We did look at the Sienna Limited, though, and they have reclining captain's chairs, like actual recliners with leg rests that come out. Yeah, we I prefer the Sienna yeah, I mean, That's definitely that's better than better. a that's, intercom. I don't know, man. I, saw that. I was sold on that. <laughs> <laughs> so first date, I guess, went okay. 
Yeah, so it went good. No. Um, oh, no. Was, no, we're so it, it depends it, on who. We're here now, so it turned uh, out well. Did you go yeah. in for the kiss on the first day at 14? It, it's a little more embarrassing than that. So we uh, were you sitting in the movie. You went for the kiss and totally missed? No, no. Tell the story. <laughs> we're going to get there. You, you'll like it. So it's the not. whole time I was trying to hold her hand, because it was like the first real date I ever went out on. So I was trying to hold her hand, right, and trying to be smooth about it and not, you know, seem like 14. it was my first we're time. 14. And so halfway through, she just stopped and looked at me, and she goes, did you drop something? Are you trying to, like, find something? Because we're sitting next to each other, and I kept trying to, like, hold her hand, and she thought I was digging in the seat for whatever. With, like, such sass, too. I'm like, did you drop something? Like, what do you mean? You're invading my space. Yeah. And so I was like, well, that was weird. Uh, And so we went out and... But so you met at 12, you were, like, but you didn't ever take her out till 14. Right. We were just friends before then. You Um, get on some bicycles and roll in the neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I rode my bike everywhere, man. That was the stuff back in the day. Yeah. Like seven miles. I rode my bike in the Arizona heat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like a mongoose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So my oldest daughter, yeah. yeah, no, my oldest daughter, she's got pegs. Yeah, really? it came standard from the Walmart bicycle. Yep, like you were badass. You had pegs, like yeah, yeah. That was well, I told her, I was like, you don't understand how cool this is. <laughs> Did you ride on the back of the pegs? Or? Yeah, I was like, oh, that guy's awesome. hot. Mm-hmm. He's got pegs on Spike. <laughs> guys, this is serious. It was serious. Sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, was serious. <laughs> so, so we get out of the movie and what'd you see? What did we see? Like a cheerleading movie. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I had. Those are the little details. Not definitely not good for those ones. I do remember though, her dad. I mean, you know that would be pretty pimp on like the fiftieth wedding anniversary. You go see that movie. You go see that movie. We probably like, will rent out a movie and put that in the back pocket. Oh, yeah. Or if you got me the Honda Oscar, <laughs> <laughs> Honda Oscar, that would be good too. Um, but her dad is what, like six four, six five. Oh yeah, big Polynesian man. Oh. Pretty close to like three hundred pounds, and mm. he drives a like. 95 Toyota Tacoma, the real little ones. Which we love dearly. Uh, it, yeah, love it dearly. But it came in, like, on the slant. Because <laughs> like, oh. he's so big? Because yeah. he's so big. And so... Um, Did that freak you out? Yeah. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah, Man, I mean, come huge. on. Dude. Mm-hmm. At 14, like, could you imagine? Like, got, when he got out of the car, the whole truck, like, rocked back to the other side. Like, it found its center again. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. So that, I thought that was it. Um, we're great friends now. He still drives the same truck. Uh, still just as big. That's really awesome. Really cool dude, but um, by first night I thought he was either going to kill me and she didn't want to hold my hand, so I thought, oh, that was over. Uh, and then we started dating like a week after that, yep. I think. So So what do you do dating at 14? Apparently I missed that whole it's thing. movies. Yeah. yeah. Movies. It was pretty much it. Yep. It was movies. We used to go to Wallace Theater. It was cheap out in uh, oh, Gilbert, the Arizona. You walk around the mall a lot? Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Lots of malls. Lots of mall um, time. I think that's really about it. When we were that young, we used to, I used to ride my bike over to her house and hang out. And that was... In the 120 degree heat. Yeah. Yeah, so where was it? Where, Phoenix, that we, we said? Yeah, in Gilbert. It's a suburb of Phoenix, but uh, just outside of it, so... That's how I knew he really liked me. He's like, you want to come see me? Got to ride your bike over to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then I finally got my first car, and... What was it? It was a Mercury Sable, 01. I nice. inherited it, uh, and that's, like, that was my baby for a long time, so my favorite car still all right cool mm-hmm. so tell us your story how'd you get into detailing what like why what when where why and how yeah so um when i was growing up i had an uncle that was really into cars uh he did a lot of stereo stuff and he'd always clean his car on the weekend and i remember he used to take him like four or five hours to, like wash and wax his car and vacuum it um 
and then later on in life, he ended up passing away, and I inherited that mercury sable from him, and it was in, you know, perfect condition, so that just kind of inspired me to keep it clean, you know, just a memory that we always had together when I was growing up, and then I worked at a uh, restaurant, let's get some laughs, uh, Wiener Schnitzel, uh, which is a hot dog place, it, uh, it was, uh, I'll say another mic, a Wiener Schnitzel, um, and so I... I think that's when I first kind of started to realize that that's not, I didn't want to be like a worker. Like I wanted to do my own thing and really get into stuff. And it was one of my first jobs that I ever had. Uh, I started at 15 and this lady wanted me to clean her car. Uh, and so I lived in the neighborhood that the restaurant was attached to. Um, and she knew that I kept my car clean. And so I cleaned my first car, which was terrible, it was destroyed um, for $35. It took me three hours. Hey man, it's like ten bucks an hour. Yeah, yeah. So I was making s- like six at Wiener Schnitzel at the time. I think was what like minimum wage was. So I was so making forty percent upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. So back in the day, I, I was like five fifty an hour. But I was making at the concession stand. Yep. At a baseball field, just like, slinging hmm. hot dogs. Yeah, I don't remember my first job. Job. I mean, I mowed lawns, but I remember there was a winter. I went to go work at the grocery store, Reesers, because. You know, it was winter, and my parents told me I need to go get some money. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't last there very long, and it was probably six something bucks an hour. I mean, it was not much. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and that's, I think that's where the passion started, as I realized I could make money doing it, and I liked doing it. It was a hobby of mine at the time. Um, and I had a couple dead end jobs, and didn't really find anything that I loved. And then I quit my job at uh it's called ctdi where i packed boxes for cox communications all day and i got hired on at carmax part-time and that's really what fueled like my obsession with cars how old were you um at that time it was 2011 so i just i was just turning 21 when i got hired yeah 20 to 21 is when i first started at carmax um and i started off as like a part-time inventory associate like washing cars for prep cleaning glass removing window stickers and then driving them up the front for somebody to buy and then washing 300 cars a week out in the Arizona heat uh, on the front lot. So Mm. from there, just kind of progressed. I decided I loved it, want to make a career out of it. Uh, Went full-time and started detailing with them and then eventually became the lead of the detail shop. Uh, And then from there, became a line production manager. So then I started overseeing the shop and got further and further away from the work, which ultimately led to me putting in my notice and starting... So, when did you start your detailing company? Uh, seven well, months ago. When did ago. you move seven, here? Okay, seven months ago. So, I moved here. November will be three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, November will be three years. Uh, but I worked out, I worked at CarMax for eight, uh, five in Arizona, and then three here. Gotcha. So, it was a good job, man. I really liked it, but there wasn't a way for me to progress any further. Uh, I was just kind of getting to a point where I just had to wait until a position opened. Um, and I definitely couldn't take the pay cut to go back down to buffing cars and doing the hands-on work that I loved. So, but your story, detailing story with Rad's, a little bit different than most, right? Like, you've told me, basically, you joined with another company. You guys kind of merged. Yep. Quickly walk us through that because that's that's interesting in itself. Why you would join with another company instead of just all out on your own? Yeah, so um, for me, it really stemmed into, uh, I think what a lot of people struggle with is, are they going to be successful? 
Um, and I knew that even if I wasn't successful, you know, because I was at a point where I just didn't like my job and I didn't want to stay there. Uh, so I was, I had to open a shop and do what I love again. Um, so I needed somebody that had, you know, they had money, they had clientele, somebody I could work with, somebody that I trusted and I knew did good work that could help me out if anything ever went wrong. Uh, and so I started talking with my current partner, Ramilson, uh, who owns RBR Auto Care out in Edmond. And he has a very large clientele base. He's very passionate and dedicated about what he does. Um, but he doesn't have the technical skill that I had at the time, which I offered. Um, Mostly he's mobile, right? Yeah, correct. He's all mobile. Uh, and so that really interested me, um, you know, between his passion and there was a need for me to be able to run a shop and do paint correction and coatings. Um, so I just pitched it to him and said, listen, I, like, I want to leave my job. I want to have a shop. I can't be out in the heat because I have this pale pasty skin that burns under fluorescent lights. <laughs> so, um, he loves being mobile. So like, it really works out. We work really well together. Um, and he's, he's a great businessman, great detailer, extremely passionate about what he does. So, um, you know, one way or another, we were going to make it. So it was, it was a good, it was a good way to walk out nice. and have her. Yeah. Cause not many people, usually it's go all in on, on your own. So yeah. very interesting that that you did it that way. I thought it was, it was special. All right. I have actually been, I was not looking forward to this beer based on the bomb that we had. Not like, at all. I, yeah. I did not want to drink this beer. So, you don't like it? No, I do Yeah. I fucking love it. It's, yeah, it's I think amazing. it's incredible. Yeah. The Prairie Artesian Ales, they call it Brett C. It's a farmhouse ale brewed with Cascade. What's that? What is like, that? I don't know. Because I feel like there's like, a little bit of a tangy. Yeah, it's tangy. That's the citra, and the citra, citra hops okay, right. with a touch of sea salt. But the reason why we, we like didn't go into what I drink is last week we had a beer by the same company that was absolutely, it was a bomb. Like, it was like super Well, that thick. was what it was called. Yeah. The prairie bomb. But yeah. in the winter, had it been really cold wintertime, like it wouldn't have been a huge ordeal because it would have been like fitting for the temperature, but it was just like heavy. Like I couldn't even drink the whole thing. Oh really? Yeah, it was just super heavy. Like just, it, it was a, a stout. Yeah, it was oh, a stout beer. I don't like, I don't and me neither. Like Guinness, like, I don't like the stout yeah. at all. But um, I, you know, I pushed through. Did you do? I think I finished. What's his name? The did you beer. after you left? Well, I had to work that night, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. You it makes sense. Had, yeah. So interesting. Yeah. You said you had to work that night. Uh, that is the premise of what we want to talk about. Not only earlier where I said first ever woman to come in <laughs> to do a live, but I think this is the first like family podcast normally we're just talking about something to do with detailing or this and that like but when you were like hey we want to come make a night of it it just kind of and then dj and i started really discussing it a month ago or so like you know how does work life balance go inside a detailer's mind right we hear you know work life balance around a bunch of different but like getting niche into us as detailers how can we do work-life balance in that we want to make sure that we are with our families we love our family like the life part but we all have our own passions and desires of what we want to do as businessmen and it takes i i did not realize how much time it took when i got into detailing i you know i went right in because i loved it and just would work all the time but when when I got married, that didn't quite work. And it was ultimately the failure of our marriage because I worked so much. Right. Um, so we wanted to talk then about work-life balance. How does that go for us as detailers? So 
would love to know, <laughs> throw the woman right into the hot seat, so to speak. Um, you, and don't worry about that. We skip itinerary oh, stuff really all fine. the time. We chase rabbits. Um, I mean, how, how does it go for you? I mean, do you, do you get anxious? Like, Hey, I need you home. You guys have what? Two kids? Yep. Ages? Uh, Three, be, yeah, three, three and a half, almost two. So they're very, yeah. very small, very young, close in age. Say, yeah, so why would you say? Doctors well. actually don't have a warranty on whether they're right or wrong. <laughs> ah, just so we're clear. So. Hold on. Yeah, our story's a little <laughs> elaborate. So, yeah, yeah. So, Come on. I'll clarify because I think it's funny. Um, so we, when we won, we knew we wanted to have kids. We planned out our first one. We were big planners back then. Uh, so we planned our Tide son, yep. yeah. and it didn't go like it always does. Like when you want a kid, it's very, you know, then it becomes difficult, right? Of course. Um, and we found that out the second time. Um, so <laughs> Hey, practice makes fun <laughs> Who's complaining about the practice? Yeah, the practice is <laughs> no. the fun part. Like, yeah. Oh, so, shucks, it didn't work this time. I'll see you again tomorrow, or again tonight, who knows. So we had our son, and the doctor was like, well, listen, you know, next time there's probably going to be fertility treatments and so on and so forth. And they couldn't have been more wrong, because uh, then we got blessed with our daughter um, unexpectedly as we got here, which put some of our life in shambles and definitely, you know, it was the wrong time for us, but everything worked out in the long run a lot better, I think, because uh, we were actually planning to build a house, and we were living with my parents at the time, just temporarily, we were waiting for the house to be built, and it saved us from probably a bad decision long term of buying a brand new house and now we're in a house we love lower payments makes things a lot easier so but so how quick was it what, like, uh, that's what our I thought son we had going. just turned two yeah so <laughs> and just turned two oh, okay, just moved fine. out here which for me though yeah I thought she was thought, more like I thought it was more of like a within the same year yeah that's what no. I thought you guys oh, no, no, said no, no, three no, and a half and two and a half no, no three and a half and three and a half and two okay oh, so that makes okay, okay, okay. yeah but it was still yeah you and I were on the same page yeah there was not, yeah, gotcha. it was the wrong page. It was the wrong book. It was really the wrong book. <laughs> Still yeah. story. That would have been a good story. That would have been. Like, that's what I thought you were going to say. Like, like, one out and everything yeah. is good again. That six weeks wasn't true. Life. You said doctors lives. That's like, what, uh, Yeah, I was, was going like, with the six weeks deal. I was like, oh. The doctor says you, like, you're going to have to do something to have more kids, you know. Oh, you right. Mean, oh, we're, we're safe. So then you're good to go. Totally, yes. So some friends that I went, I took the girls before they left. I took them down to San Antonio. The friends that I went to hang out with, that was their deal. They were they could not get pregnant, so so they became Jordan's godfather. That so we still we still say that. Wow, that's messed up, man. That's fine. No, it's not messed up. I'm your daughter's godfather. It doesn't mean that you have to be my daughter's godfather. I, mean, little... I didn't know you when Jordan was born, so what? fuck off. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Not she that way. She came to the car wash. Not that way. She I didn't came know to the you. car wash. She did. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, it was the best. It was the best. His wife would... <laughs> it was okay. the best. Now we have to hear His this. wife would bring it to the car wash with a little like, baby As a baby, carrier, you'd like carry her in. And Marty would always go, look, Jordan, there's that black guy. <laughs> That was the joke all the time. She would lose it. Start crying. Cry immediately. Could not stand DJ. But it was the joke, like the black guy, and then Mm -hmm. now she loves the shit out of me. Yeah. And, oh, trust me, he calls me the white guy. His children don't like me either. (laughs) The adopted ones did, or the foster ones. They love the hell out of you. Yeah. My kids like you. Now. Jackson just has a little bit of disrespect issues sometimes. I guess. (laughs) It's like there's an adult, make eye contact and say hello, please. Yeah. 
Your son does. He, he's cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> that started somewhere. Where did that story start? Oh. Oh, it's fine. I think we just got off on a tangent of how our kids began, or how they got so close in age, or how they became to be. Which is yeah, not we as close as I guess we were. We thought they were like, what's going to be different? No. Like the story no. was, we I went story. down to visit Randall and Manon Fry, my friends. They are, he is my daughter's, the oldest daughter's godfather, because they couldn't have kids. Oh, okay. Couldn't, couldn't, okay. couldn't, couldn't. So they started an adoption process of some kids in Haiti. Finally get the kids from Haiti here, and they'd already had four kids of their own. Oh, my. So all of a sudden they had six. Like, <laughs> so you're right. Yeah, like, couldn't have kids. Like, and they told Manon, like, you will never have kids. Something with their uterus. Yeah. Four kids later. Yeah. Like, true. okay, I'm done. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, back to you've got kids. Mm-hmm. He's at work. How does that go from? And he can go in the other room if you want. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I really totally don't mind. We're here to sell each other out. Remember? That's right. That's what you said. <laughs> I really would love to hear a woman's perspective on the man's out at work. He's late. Like what goes through your mind? Like are you like? Get home or what? Like, yeah, go for it. Just roll. Well, we're just going to be super transparent because that's how we roll. We're going to keep it real. It's really hard. And I'm a pretty outspoken woman. So. I'm really glad Aisha's not here. Because <laughs> for a split second, I'm sorry to cut you off. I was like, You're man, good. she should be here. Like, she's going to be pissed she's not here. But now I'm like so glad. Wait, <laughs> now favorite. I have to know why. For the exact same would thing te- you're you guys say. would team. Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I would get. We would get ripped to shreds. I know. I know. So I'm now I feel better be... about. Now I feel better about not having her on the podcast. Yeah, I'm good. Go ahead. Well, I still stand by what I said. I'm like, hey, you should have been like a team thing. Hey, keep going. Anyway, so roll with it. Time. Bring it. Bring it. I'm a pretty outspoken woman. I always have been. He's known this since back in my gothic days. Even though I was pretty pretty quiet back then. I don't usually hold anything back. So when I have something to say, I will say it. And I'm not usually very nice about it. In other words, I don't like when he's gone all the time because that means I'm solo, solo parenting is what I call it. And I don't like that because our kids are young. We had kids together. I expect to raise them together. I'm not by any means saying his intentions are to be away because he wants to be away, but I've made it clear that he needs to make time for himself. I don't by any means think I've done that in the best of ways. I think I could have been a little more subtle about it instead of yelling at him as soon as he comes through the door at midnight and saying, excuse me, (laughs) what do you think I've been doing all day? I know he's been working. Trust us, we get it. Yeah, 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 it's all good. (laughs) It's all good. We're going to be best friends, bro. I have a jury spray shirt I was going to wear in here. Dude, I'm just teasing. But I think over, and I know you've only been doing this on your own, seven eight months so so hold on is it just in the seven eight months or when he was working before it's definitely or is it yeah has it dramatically increased since he's been i will say it's increased yeah however i do have a much higher tolerance if you want to if that's what you want to call it because i've noticed that his mindset has shifted since doing what he loves and he's passionate about whereas with all due respect, CarMax was great to us, but it wasn't what he wanted to do, and I knew that. And I think I kept him in limbo for a little bit because, you know, I stay at home. I take care of the kids. I'm very fortunate enough to be able to do that. 
but I'm very traditional in the in the ways of thinking, okay, you're the husband, you go to work, and I don't really care if you're unhappy, you've got to put your head down and, and make the money and come home, and that's what you need to do. So it took me a while to kind of, I don't want to say conform, but just to get on the same level of, okay, you know, I have this idea. I think it was really brave of him to come to me and tell me that because a lot of spouses or partners or what have you, I think that's the hardest part to get over is coming to your loved one and saying, hey, I know things are okay right now. I think, you know, I know things are pretty steady and consistent, but what do you say we shake it up? I'm not like, I'm not about that life. Because you're a planner. I am. I'm a planner. If I can have a trajectory for the rest of my life, I will do so. He's not about that. He likes to, like, have adventure. Hell yeah, man. Bring it up top. Yep. Woo! You know those little stands? Yeah, right? That's so me. That's so me. Hold on, you're doing what now? No. You know those little stands you see at the end of the grocery aisles? Yeah. Yeah. End caps. It's my The end caps. Those are, like, his end gas stations. They're made for impulse buyers, like my sweet husband. Mm-hmm. When yeah. I go into the store, I have a grocery list. And we're not, not getting... No. They no, mark them up it. so that the people like him go, oh, I just... Oh, well, it's right there. I need it. No. That is not how I roll Like I go in with a list. I walk out with everything on the mm. list and nothing more. Nothing mm. left. Definitely. Yeah, me neither. And I'm sure some people are like, okay, this is crazy. I don't know why he's married to her, but... No. I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's, like I said, that's, that's, pretty, that, that's common. That's why I really wanted to hear, though, from your perspective and the, the guys that are listening, it gives us, uh, like, right, I mean, I heard it from my wife. Mm-hmm. I hear it from my wife. Like, literally. But maybe hearing it from a different wife. <laughs> Somehow makes you a little more comforted that it's well, I mean, No, no, the, the it might are, put it better the because they're not as emotional. The guys that are listening might actually get some insight out of this because they're actually, like, it's it's common. Like, your wife's feelings are valid. Like, we, I know why you work that late. I know why you work that hard. Like, 100%. But, we're talking about today, work-life balance. Mm-hmm. So, but your feelings are definitely justified and right. so are your intentions. Yep. We just got to figure out how to make this shit all work. Right. It was what I was saying. Like, you have a plan, like a way you want to do your life. Exactly. If you're going to set out to be an entrepreneur, is the cliche term, or business owner, I just always didn't want to work for somebody, so I just wanted to work for myself. That's the only way I thought of it. You have a set schedule of what goes through your mind of how you want to achieve what you want to do as the man. And you said, like, you come from traditional. I mean, ultimate traditional was the man goes and hunts and gathers, and the woman makes sure that the dinosaurs don't eat her kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's traditional traditional, and that sort of seemed like what you're, you're about. It's, but it's tough. It is, and I think that the one of the key elements in our marriage that has helped us get through this has just been communication and transparency. You know, I don't want to be... I don't want to hide anything from one another, and I want him to tell yeah, me how beautiful. he's feeling. Beautiful. And when I come at him in the middle of the night because I'm angry, you know, I want him to fight back. Ultimately, like, you know, I'm not trying to throw you under and say you're, like, super submissive, but he, he usually is because I'm pretty aggressive. I can be, and I'm not ashamed to say that, but I think... Well, and he might realize it's not worth the fight. Something, yes. Like, also, he just knows, you know, he's a shit dude. Like, he like, just all right, knows. All right, like, She's been drinking. I'm just going to let her. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, two empty bottles of wine, but like, not a good time to pick a fight. I think, though, it's usually like she's been drinking coffee and staying up and plotting. Like, when I walk in the door, she's like, here's the garage door. And she's like, yes, I'm six pots in. Mm-hmm. He's going to get it. On my list. <laughs> on my list. I'm going to um, check off what I want to say. So, how many hours do you, like, traditional week or 
non-traditional, like typical week is probably a better way of saying it. Summertime, typical week, what time do you go to work, what time do you get home? I get to work no later than 7 a.m. every day, and I leave no earlier than 5. Uh, a lot of times I don't take a lunch. I'll just eat kind of real quick while I'm working. Um, so I'd say close to 50. Okay, Jasmine, 7 50. to 5, come on. That's well. So that's what I aim for. That's what I really she want. She rolled her eyes. She rolled her <laughs> eyes. <laughs> now, I don't even Monday. know I do it anymore. Just it is Monday through Saturday because uh, I don't. I mean, Saturday is a busy day for us. Oh, so you work. Um, you work six days. Six days a week. Seven and our, our mobile team, my partner, works seven days a week. Um, I mean, that's just the way we are. It's just how we're wired. I think as detailers, and we're how, all how many how many guys do you got? Total uh, in your shop, not the mobile. So uh, in the shop, we've got three, including me, and we work. From That's seven three eight, with five you. Again. So two yeah, guys. three with me. Two guys that work with me. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and they're they're great, but yeah. But so you aim for five, but like Jasmine, what time does he get home normally? There we go. Right. The daggers came over. out. <laughs> I roll over in bed at five thirty, and he's up and out of the door. I'm like, where are you going? If I'm too tired, I won't call him, but I'll usually call him like, are you going to get me coffee? What are you doing? <laughs> Where are you going? He's usually out of the door by 5.30, and he usually is not coming home until after dinner, so about 6. That's because the project he had before didn't get finished in time, so he's got to go back in and make sure it's done so that his day doesn't get shot. Yeah, and I did say I get to work at 7, not like I leave the house at 7. I'm just eating. So I, I, I think really, like, it's, it's whatever we need to get the job done. Exactly. And, and I mean, it's... Totally it, get it. Like, yeah. 7 to 5 is what I tell myself, like, that's what I'm working, right? Um, but it always depends on what the demand is. You know, if there's more money on the table and uh, more work, then that's what we do to make money for our families. And I think that's where the line kind of gets blurred on what's too much and what's not enough. Because at the end of the day, if I don't work, we don't make money, the business fails, and she can't stay home. Uh, so let me ask, so you, so you do stay home? I do. Okay. So your only revenue stream is rabbit time, correct? Yep. Correct. That's that's awesome. And it's been a tough road. It's scary too, right? It's scary because I had a career before all of this. And I'm so glad she's not here. Oh, <laughs> I had a career. I've gone to college. I'm what, very well educated. What was the career path? I was a say, it, say what you were. It makes, me, it makes us sound super super dumb. She was no. an accountant for an aerospace company. So we were an aerospace distributor, meaning that we sold and purchased. Tiny. Oh, feel I thought. Oh, I thought you said it makes her sound dumb, no, and then no, she goes no. oh. out in that no, aerospace. No, no, no. Like, that's why I was looking at no. you like, what you just say? I've never no, by any dumb. means called no. you dumb. No. no, never, no. But if, but I will say that there have been times where I've so have you thought to myself. It's interesting. He questioned full time. Like, have you not thought of doing side, like out of the house accountant stuff? I have, but... Do you do the accountant books for Rad? No. No. Because... We make too much money for us to be done with it. Say that one more we, time. I don't want either one of us handling it, because it blew up way faster yeah. than I, I thought it would. I started handling it in the beginning, and it, it did get to be yeah, too much. We got too big to where You I don't, don't want I the don't liability. You, no did you errors. really just say you don't trust your wife to do your books? I don't trust any. I'm pretty sure that's what you just said. <laughs> oh, for sure. Jasmine, Absolutely. Feel free. Someone if someone we need to step outside and you need to... Nah, you want someone else listen, right. I, I want it to be like airtight. I get it. I, no, want I know. I know. Yeah. I know. That's why I don't do my books either. Frivolously spends that 
it's worth the money to not deal with it at the yes. end of the year. And yes. I will say, I was on board. I thought, okay, you know what, if you're going to find someone else to handle all this mess, that's fine. That's so, fine. I convinced my wife to quit her corporate job. Mm-hmm. Did that have the case here, or was just it... just need to meet her. Well... I know, you don't I need to meet her. No, you don't. It was a very... It, it was a long time coming, because I actually held on to my job. It was a very small brokerage company mm-hmm. based out of Arizona, and I convinced my boss, please keep me on, I can, I can work... What was the word? Remotely. Remotely. Yeah. yeah. So I got set up. I did that for six months until I finally said, you know what? I'm three months pregnant. I don't think I'm going to be able to handle this. And that's very hard for me to say I can't handle something. I don't usually say that. To me, that's like a sign of weakness, but that's a whole other podcast. So I just said, I'm done. That, yeah, that's yeah. the Polynesian <laughs> inside of you, isn't it? Yeah. So I said, okay, I can't. So it was never directly... It was never directly stated, I would like for you to quit your job. It was it was a mutual thing, I think. Yeah, I think we went from quitting the job to just you're not looking for another one. So I think there were definitely, you know, at the time we were staying with my parents. We were waiting for the house mm-hmm. to get built. So we were in a one bedroom with her, me, uh, my son, and our dog. And so, like, she's trying to work on a business, talk to clients. They manage overseas accounts in, like, China and, you know, Boeing and everything. And so, take, you know, you're taking calls in the middle of the night while a baby's trying to sleep. It just, <laughs> it didn't work. But then we decided, like, okay, this hasn't worked. Let's see how long we can do the stay-at-home thing. And then that's what just continued to, like, fuel me for the next steps um, is seeing the satisfaction for her and the fulfillment she gets that a job may not bring her. So... Yeah. Did you just get shook up? <laughs> I think DJ just took a like. No, DJ just had a moment. No, I didn't get shook up at all. It, it's just no. I mean, was it dust in your eye or what is that? Uh, bullshit, dude. <laughs> no, that's a great story, man. It really is. Like, you guys like remind me a lot of my wife and I, which is really cool. Um, yeah, we got to get together. Good story. Definitely, definitely. All right, so six home by six. When you get home. You're going to throw him in the bus again? No. No, I think this is I'm asking one. the question. Okay. I feel like I've been nice. No. There was no... Th- <laughs> hey, hold on, pause. Okay. Pause. DJ, when you get home... Oh, come on. Yeah, if you're saying he's good, that means that you're the one that's bad at it. So, so when you get this. home... Yeah. Do you, I mean, are you... So where he, are you at mentally? Are you oh. chimed okay, in? So or what? Before, in the earlier years, I'd get home and I would still do... Finish up my emails. I'd finish up my you know, accounting for the day, the numbers, whatever, like finish up talking to clients and so forth. And now I stay at the office for an extra hour because if I get all that stuff done, I can go home and be comfortable. If I have text messages I still have, have, have not responded to or emails I haven't responded to, or if I don't know where my numbers are at the end of the day, which is like, you know, a habit of mine, like then I can't be all in my family. So I'll stay an extra hour, 30 minutes or whatever at the office to make sure that everything's tight and like and cool. So when I go home, I'm, I'm all in. So now when I go home, I'm good. Before, I'd be on my phone for multiple 30 to 45 minutes to an hour, just on and off my phone the whole time during dinner and stuff. But that's just, like, not engaging with the kids. Because I've had an 8-year-old and a 4-year-old, and they see that, you know? Yeah. And I don't want them to see that. So, um, yeah, before, I was horrible at it. I Always on my phone. Do you mind if I ask yeah. if your wife called you out on it, or was that something that you came to terms with on your own? We both did. Uh, no, as far as the staying and actually getting stuff done, mm-hmm. I communicated to her, like, look, this is what I need to do, so that when I'm home, I'm, I'm at home. Yeah. And, you know, she, and I tried to, you know, 
I try to be home between 6 and 7 is the latest that I try to be home by on a day that I'm not staying straight through. And straight through means like I'm going to work and then I'm going to like come here, do some office stuff, eat dinner, and then go to the you know shop and do another car. So. Yeah. Yep. so I think that that's something that I'm coming to learn. Uh, at, like as a new business owner, you want any phone call, any job coming in. Like, you that would, take them all. I mean, yeah, that, that's, and that's what I wanted to do. And like as I'm becoming more aware of the impact that that can have on my family and on my kids and my wife, um, you know, there are times where I've sat there and like looked at the both of us and our kids playing in the living room and been like, we're not paying attention to the kids at all or each other or both of us been on our phones all night. Um, and for a long time, my, like my weakness was justifying it as I make the money. This is how we make money is I need to be on my phone. And I think that's a trap that a lot of us fall into because it's, it's the truth. Like I'm not on my phone playing games. I'm scheduled appointments interacting with people right but so let me talk let me stop you because you said something very interesting which used to be my debate with my former wife she so i was horrible i would come off i I mean so we started this business in in 2010 from a a firing of working for a company so no What's that where they give you money or stipend or something? Uh, like severance. Severance. Nothing. Detail cars, try and sell chemicals and survive. That no, was no safety net. No safety net. And so I just worked. That's just what I did. And if I was home, I was working. Now, you said something. You said, Well, I'm not on my phone playing games. Yep. I'm work so that was my justification yep. too, because I enjoyed what I did. I said Look, you're just watching TV. Yep. So what's wrong with me being in the office working? Well, you're just playing this. What's wrong with me exactly. doing this? And very interesting that yeah. you brought that up. And so I think how has that dynamic gone? So I think in the beginning stages, that's how I justified it in my head, and then like slowly, I've realized that that's wrong, right? And and maybe not necessarily wrong, but like it's not a justification for not <laughs> being able to interact with the kids. And so I think you know. We talk a lot about, like, Gary Vaynerchuk. I think one of the things he talks about is it doesn't matter if you make it to, like, all your kids' swim meets and, you know, football practices and all that. If you're not fully if you're not, If you're not present, you know. Yeah. And so I try to be real conscious. I actually just found out about Do Not Disturb on my phone. Um, so that's, like, at 5 p.m. it's Do Not Disturb. So the only person I get a phone call is my partner who he's only going to call me if there's something actually going on, like, Hey man, something changed for tomorrow. We need to change our schedule or whatever, right? It's something pertinent to our business. So did, did that happen from a? No, that's that for me. Just sitting back and realizing, I'm like, you know, analyzing what I'm doing in my actions. So it happened out. I was going with the. I bet you there was a Jasmine like <laughs> right hook, but I mean, I mean, it came out of Josh. You had a moment inside, and you realized. Yeah. And I listen. I mean, it's not. I'm not gonna say it's never been a conversation. It has been before. Um, but that's where I just kind of said, okay, I need to reel this in before it becomes a problem because once it's a problem, it, it's kind of hard to start reversing that, you know. Um, and so I just didn't want it to get to that point. I'm very, I'm very big on being proactive on things instead of reactive, and so that's, that's one of the I things. Asked. I was just curious if it was out of maybe something that had happened, like a conversation. Nope. Just one day I, I heard about it from a friend and turned on Do Not Disturb every day. 5 p.m., nobody of our favorites can call me, so that's it. So what's the typical nightlife look for you guys? Just the, the great 
family with the white picket fence and you're playing with your kids in the floor all the time? Oh, like, yeah, 100%. Uh, I never get phone calls. I never get, like, snagged into Instagram still. I mean, uh, for me, it'll always be a work in progress because I'm passionate about what I do and I love to talk to customers and engage with people, like, not in person. Over the Internet's my favorite. Um, but for us, it's when we get home, you know, dinner's going, the kids greet us and... I mean, we just we get right into dinner and then movie, family time, whatever. We read a lot of stories. Um, and look, we're still young. You're a reader? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Um, but I come from a very tight-knit family. That's really all I've known, and I want to make sure that this is... Right, I mean, I came from a tight-knit family, too. But I remember my dad, I mean, I just don't... You said, I think you even made the comment about, you don't want your kids to know that you were working the whole time. Right. That's all I knew of my dad. My dad worked, and this is why I think I have the work ethic that I have, because my mom raised us. Mm -hmm. I mean, my dad was at games, and I remember that, and I was always happy to see him at games, but, I mean, it was my mom that raised us. So, I I don't know, you know, I don't know if there would be a second marriage, and if there is... I don't know that I, I think, which we joked a minute ago, like, I need somebody that just does this, this, and this, like, just does it, because I don't know if I could go back, like, I, I don't know if I knew how, I don't know it's ever been in my DNA not to work all day. And look, I've come to realize that, um, I know that giving up a career is very difficult for anybody, and it was very hard for me as far as having some sort of identity crisis, and because I almost felt like I lost a part of myself, and... Right, no, that's totally like, Aisha. Dude, like, <laughs> totally Aisha. Aisha wanted to be a movie, uh, uh, a TV broadcaster. A long time ago. Yeah, when I originally met, that's yeah. what she wanted, and that was her career. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like I had given up a part of myself, and I, and to move out here to good old Oklahoma, and I thought, all right, it's better, uh, <laughs> better pan out. So when I felt like there were plenty of nights where I was solo parenting, I, I communicated that. Um, and I think that's all that I could do to realize, until I realized, okay, this is something I'm going to have to, I can't change that about him. It's not a bad, it's not a bad trait to have to be a workaholic, but I do want to make sure that the, is portrayed to me that his intentions are good. They're pure. They're to support my family and us and our kids. And even when the kids ask, you know, your kids are, are older. Mine are still fairly young, but my three-year-old will ask sometimes, where's daddy? I don't necessarily just want to say, well, he's working. I'll say, well, he's working hard to support us. So he knows. He mm-hmm. knows that the intentions are good. Because um, I'm not going to change that. I know that you are going to work because it's not like you want to stay all hours of the night. You know, you do have... Yeah, I think... So one thing that I see Marty do a lot, uh, I, I know you don't follow him on Instagram, but you know, when my kids are older, like, is, wow. you know, being, you should probably definitely get a follow up, so, yeah, you'll get one you more at least today, um, <laughs> is that, like, you know, you bring your daughters to work, and I think that's super cool, and they're, like, involved, you know, and just little things that, you know, we see on the Total Auto Solutions page, I think that that's definitely cool that you guys get to share that and do that. Whereas I think some other now <laughs> to an extent, right? But yeah. AJ's seen a lot, like yeah. But, keep going. You know, like, I'll take the camaraderie for that. But yeah, yeah listen, I, I, I think it. But I think it shows that like you're trying to do something trying. for your kids, right? Yeah. Uh, whether they love it or not, like Jasmine's dad works at Southwest. She can't go to work with her dad. Like right. he's working. He's working. That's it. Like yeah. and so 
I think that us as like business owners and you know detailers and whatnot, we have some more flexibility in that, and so it doesn't always have to be going to the baseball games or whatever. Like, my son loves to come up there and see the cars, and so like I'll call her and be like, hey, listen, bring there's some up. lifted this trucks, there's, there's, there's some yeah. cool yeah. stuff bring up here. Up. Like, bring them up. Mm-hmm. You guys are out getting lunch. Come up to the shop. Yeah, like, yeah. let's spend some time up here. And so like that's super cool for the kids. That I think everybody has this like you said white picket fence like. Spending time is only at home around the dinner table, um, and those are little things that, you know, my son remembers. Like, hey, I went to my dad's shop and got to see this huge truck or you know whatever it was. More than hey, we sat down and watched a movie together. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely. I mean, on the other side, the divorce side, I definitely. We didn't do what you you said you communicate. Like we didn't communicate. I just kept working. And it wasn't even until after, a couple years after the divorce, that she finally apologized for some stuff that she did at the divorce. And was like, I realized, and I was so thankful for how much you did work. Because, and this is, this is the way I took it, is she had to get out into the dating pool. And there's a lot in that pool that don't work. Thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's fine. Like that's like that's the other side from a man's perspective. Like, fuck yeah, I worked, and you didn't have to, mm-hmm. right? I'm not looking at you at that one. I'm sorry. I'm not. But but I mean that was like that was part of it. It was like yeah, I worked for you, right? Right? Yeah. Like so from a man's side, like we heard yours. Like from a man's side, it was like yeah, well, you didn't yeah. have to work, and so yeah, I stayed till seven. Sorry, mm-hmm. you know. And I think this Sorry, is, how was your day of drinking coffee and sitting on the porch? Yeah, that's just a little slow, man, because sometimes, like, that does come He's into my head. He's done that before. Yeah, I, I have, like, in a joking manner, obviously, like... Oh, I mean, you know, there's times I take hits, it's just like... We want to, like, we want to have fun and keep our, you know, like, you can't be serious all the time. Like, it can't, it just can't be that way. And sometimes, like, it sucks to argue, but it's better to sit there and communicate, even if we're, like, we know we're just going to butt heads the whole time, and, like... It helps me understand her point of view because that is my point of view a lot of times. It's like, well, yeah, I'm going to miss this because I'm making money. There's a lot of money on the table this week. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I like the one thing that I fall into is like trying to quantify what I'm doing in a money terms mm-hmm. where, you know, we've talked about her like, you know, like the loss of your identity is like there's not a monetary or quantifiable contribution in raising kids, but it's one of the most important things that happens in our family. Um, you know, money will come and go. We can make more. I can get another job. Money can always come there. We only get to raise our kids one time. So, like, that's it. And I think that's the part where she feels like she struggles because I can say, hey, well, I can bring in money to pay the bills, but we'll only know in 10 years if the kids grew up right. And I don't think any of this will would have come to the surface if I if we just didn't communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you nailed it on the head. I mean, communication is the biggest yeah. part. Yep. You know, uh, I as far as the missing parts, or anybody that's listening that that is missing out on th- like missing out's the tough part. Like yep. I, I had customers every Saturday morning that had to have their cars detailed. How many <laughs> soccer games I missed, and then now my kids are gone, and so when I go visit them, one of the favorite things I do is go watch a soccer practice because I miss so much before you know so as they get older I mean you're still young with the ages like but as they get older man those games are important soccer practices are important for them as well as you because 
it only happens once. Yeah. You know. And I think one of the benefits of being in my own business is like our son just started swim lessons and they're at ten o'clock in the in the morning. And I never could have made one of those at CarMax. And I've made all of them but two, which, like, I had a doctor's appointment one morning, and then the other morning, like, I just had something going on. and like, But we communicated, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. But that never would have happened at CarMax. I couldn't have just left at 10 a.m. every day no. to go to his, his swim meet. So I think there definitely are a lot of benefits. There's a lot of drawbacks, but, you know, it's the communication and just being open and honest with it. Yeah, and, and I would say... Going to those is massively important. We could all give excuses of saying why we can't make it to them, even if we are self-employed. Like, oh, I got this car, I got this customer, I'm like, blah, blah, blah. It was so interesting. I didn't, I missed a lot of stuff, and some of it was my own fault, right? I had to go take care of this customer, right? The fault still landed on me. It was super interesting is years after, you know, she leaves, divorce, blah, blah, blah. My youngest daughter wants to go into gymnastics. Well, mom's not going to take her. So I sit there because she progresses super fast. And she, we knew she would be a great gymnast, and she just rolled into it super fast. And before long, I'm there three days a week for three hours sitting there. Before, I, there was no way. There, you know. I justified why I had to work, which was just it was purely justified. All of a sudden, I had three hours for three days a week to sit at a gymnastics meet practice and then meets and all that. I think at some point it becomes non-negotiable. You know, when you lose something or you miss out on something, like, it hurts to see them go on vacation. But right now, like, you know, we've discussed it at this point of the business startup. Like, I just can't take time off right a second. But, like, if anything happened, I'd regret it for the rest of my life. And then from then on, any opportunity I got would be non-negotiable, like you're saying. And that's the way the swim meets are. Like, 10 o'clock comes, I'm out. Sorry. Like, phone goes off. I tell my guys, like, hey, I'm leaving. And so um, maybe quitting time, like going home at the end of the day, is something I need to work on with that. But, you know, with my son's swim lessons, that's one thing that's been important. So How do you guys handle those things? Do you the events? I just, I just, yeah, I just don't miss. Like, I... Like, I might have to work a little bit later. I might have to tell the client I'm pushing it back a little bit longer. But I just, like, I just don't miss anymore. And actually, actually. Like, what events? What are your kids into? What events? Okay, so um, my son, so this, we're kind of in a limbo now. We're starting a new season this, for the fall. But for um, for the winter, um, or whatever it was, it was the last season winter. Anyways. Spring. Spring. Sorry. Yes, yeah, spring. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so my daughter did volleyball. And my son did basketball, and I coached both teams to keep, oh, kind of keep yeah. us accountable to be engaged with them. So I had to be at the practices and the basketball yeah. games and stuff like that. So I knew nothing about volleyball. I, don't, <laughs> <laughs> I literally, like, I, I, I sent out a message on Facebook that said, who knows volleyball? So you've never played volleyball? No, I played, like, just bullshitting, but not like... I played on a school volleyball team, no, sixth grade. I didn't at all. Yeah. And uh, I had a friend that came out and helped with the first Dude, practice. Dude, you should have seen the shorts. They were, like, way oh, yeah. up here. It was definitely in the 80s. You had long hair, too? No, I was a kid kid. Oh, I didn't have kid, long kid. hair. Yeah, okay. but the shorts were way up high. The guys the shorts. That's the 80s, though, man. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, sorry. No, you're good. So, yeah, I, I coached both. So, like, I had to be there. Like, there was, yeah. And, like, I don't like not being, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, you can't miss. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so we have completely disregarded the beer the entire podcast. Oh. 
But we definitely consumed it. Everyone's cup's say, empty. I, yeah. I didn't notice. It was yeah. good. Well, we, typically in the podcast, we talk. Do you want, another, you want a beer? Or you uh, guys has good? everyone got one? No, we're good. we got plenty left. Oh, yeah. These are gone. But if you want one of these. Is there? Yeah, I'll take one. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Um, so we typically like to discuss the beer as we go. But I don't know if you can remember, right? That's it. We just were rolling. It was such. It was good content, so no reason to, to stop. Um, do you remember the flavor? The what did you like about the beer? I so I like the hoppy bitter taste. So that's your to, traditional go-to. Yeah. You like an IPA? Yep. Yep. The hoppier, the better. Oof. That's 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 my favorite. What's your favorite? Like, if you pick an IPA, optometrist. What, like right now, optometrist, optometrist yeah. is is like one of my go-tos. You that's know. a that's an Oklahoma beer. So. Yep. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I like to drink. Gosh, who is that? It's down. It's down in Norman, isn't it? I honestly can't remember who makes it. I just know it's delicious. Yeah, but it's oh, it's an Oklahoma beer, Hoptometrist. Yeah, with the okay. green. I didn't know that. Yeah. If Luke from uh, Cruise In Auto Spa is listening, that's, he, he loves that too. Yeah, that's When we've favorite. gone, he's from down in Norman, and every once in a while I'll get a ticket to go to a Norman game with him, mm-hmm. and they'll always tailgate, and that's one of his favorite tailgaters is Hoptometrist. Yeah, yeah. Lagunitas is probably a close second. I like some of their beers. Um, daily drinkers would be like, Coors, Dos Equis. Hell yeah, say it again. Oh, no. Coors and Dos Equis. Did you hear the way he said it? Coors! Coors! <laughs> Hell yeah! Coors! So like, I feel like Redneck Mimosas would have been appropriate here, which is probably one of my favorite like summertime things. What are Redneck Whoa, Mimosas? Yeah. So, that's, uh, so Redneck Mimosas would I be... I have no idea what that is. Uh, oh, God. It's going to be orange born juice. Oklahoma. <laughs> orange juice and perhaps blue ribbon. Say that one more time. Orange juice, juice and Pabst Blue Ribbon. It's very refreshing. Just try well, it. so it's the red net, so that's right. I mean, a mimosa has orange juice well, and champagne, it. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, the well, so the redneck part is interesting. It's not a lot of orange juice. It's like okay. that much beer and then a splash of orange juice. Just to kind of offset it a little bit. It's really refreshing. Hmm. Oh, the orange juice part, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Just like low pulp. We had Paps on <laughs> month and a half or so. I don't mind Paps. I spend it's a lot of times at B-dubs drinking Paps. Hey, listen, I'm not, I don't get like a 30 pack of you know, I get maybe a 6 pack and that's, you know, and then I try and rotate because I get, I get tired of stuff real quick. Oh my god. What's your orange juice of choice? Uh, do you pulp or no pulp? He said low pulp. Well, so for that beer, no pulp. If I like, if I drink orange juice traditionally, yeah, bitch. what are you checking me for? Well, he says there's a difference between low and no. All right, listen. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. So I usually I drink Grove Stand, uh, all the pulp in the world because I love the pulp. Mm-hmm. But when you mix it with beer, the pulp all kind of sits on the mm, top, and it, it just. Was. I did that the first. You don't time. like a little snack while you drink? No, no, I don't like to chew it. Uh, I don't. <laughs> so when you do a redneck mimosa, no pulp is the best. No to low pulp. Yeah. That's why fuzzy I said low pulp, bitch. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to try it. I can't believe you guys haven't tried it. Never even heard of it. No. At all. So I did a lot of like back and forth between Nebraska and Arizona when I was growing up. All of my dad's family's in Nebraska, so I think that's where it came from. I had no idea the amount of corn that they have. It's, it's all corn. incredible. That's all they're, they're No doing. idea. <laughs> You're driving through and it's yes. just corn. It's literally also yeah. all the whole state is corn. It's just yeah. corn forever. Like their mascot's a corn hustler. <laughs> I didn't really put it together. Like I, I just never that, put it together. Right, He's never like, put oh, it together. Driving to sad. Omaha, that all the way through Nebraska, that's all there was. It was corn yeah. everywhere. 
So in the winter, you can like see the road, you know, when everything's cut down, you can see the roads and you can kind of see where you're going. But when, like when it's fully grown, I mean, it's very intimidating to be driving down the freeway and you're trying, or you know, the highway and you're trying to look for street signs. Mm -hmm. Like you can't see it till the Yeah, like literally every, no joke, highway, he's not being, like highways, major highways through the state, corn is 15 feet off the highway, full blown for miles at a time. I don't actually think I've. You've only taken me back in the winter. Yeah, she's only come back there in the winters, but it's, yeah, it's crazy in the summer. Mm -hmm. Summer and spring. You didn't watch my stories then, did you, as I was driving to Omaha? You know how you watch stories, you can't, (laughs) you know how you watch stories, you can't listen at the time? Yeah. 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 Gotta keep going. going. Mm -hmm. So I can't those exited insights. All you're gonna say is make it a great day somewhere in there. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so much corn, it's crazy. Yeah, that's all, that's all it is. All right, I like, I mean, so the farmhouse aspect, the only other farmhouse that I remember drinking, I know it's sort of like a, to me, and maybe I'm not smart in the beer scene, farmhouse seems to be a newer concept, and I just remember Boulevard, they have the whole series of a farmhouse ale series. So this is a farmhouse, I thought, I was, I thoroughly like it. Evidently, everybody likes it. it We all drink it. It's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you remember? 